Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Panther fans unite! My name's Tony Dunn. Cody Lashney, how you doing? TK's in the house. How you doing, my friend? The stat daddy. But I think Derek Brown, hey, man, he deserves that dab on him. Uh, dab on him, Phil Snow. Dab on him. All the same. Yeah, 100%. We can just Mine is going to go to the fullback. I'm going to dump on the Richie guy. Dab on him, Shaq. I'm going to put the towel on Matt Rule. Uh, you know, y'all took all the good ones. Only one post game. Roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers post game show. Christian McCaffrey, who? What? The Carolina Panthers, 21 to 3, stomp down. PJ Walker going 10 of 11, dropping dimes down the field, toe tapping DJ Moore for a touchdown. I'm trembling. I'm trembling. Boy, the Carolina Panthers win 21 to 3 over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No one saw it coming. Least of all Tom Brady and those Suckaneers. But the Carolina Panthers somehow are the only NFC South team to win this week. And with a win over the Atlanta Falcons next week, could be in the lead for the division. It could not. It's insane, folks. I thought this. I was dreading, dreading this post-game show, but there could be nothing better than ECU with an upset, with the Pirates with an upset. Prize pick money coming in. Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle. Boy, Tony Dunn is here. He's pumped, and I'm ready to talk it up, chat it up with Cody Lashney, my wheel man, and I'm about to move myself up into my spot. Oh, let me do it for you. Let me do it for you. Yeah, 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 man. Actually, let, let, let me move everybody. Yeah, let's get right. I, I, I feel like, you know, I, I got my top right corner. I made a home up here. But hell yeah, the Panthers fucking won today, baby. Let's go. Dude, I don't even give a damn about the tank. We're going to have a discussion about these college quarterbacks uh, in passing, I'm sure. I don't think that there is a true standout number one anyway. But either or, we got a W today. 
look at Tom Brady and his ass. And you're right, Tony. Christian McCaffrey who? Because we damn sure don't need him, man. You know what? Just like we don't need Baker Mayfield because we got P.J. The Walker Wonder throwing some dots. Dude, I'm telling you, man, uh, the, the Carolina Panthers had a, a tremendous performance today. And you already know that we're going to have this discussion, this victory session today instead of a therapy session with the best damn Panther fans and all the YouTube. You already know them and love them. It's our man, Drew Always Monday, Chris Mortensen, Dexter Henderson, Hemlock, JD864, John Jenkins, Joshua Hall, Lawrence Trevette, Money Making, Michael Johnson, Panther Pickle, Joe Riolano himself in the building, and my man, Tim Tizzy. Tony Dunn, we got the W today, baby. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Let's roll. I didn't think this was uh, going to be the case, CK. Yeah, I'm just, no, I, I thought it was going to be a smackdown of smackdowns, but it turns out Madden Simulation knew something special. Right, right. And uh, they're sure we can talk to Tom Brady missing people, and you could say that. But I listen, I'm miss me with that shit right now. Right now, my main thing is I thought I would be more upset if we won. I am ecstatic with the way that this turned out. And, guys, I'm going to hate this team because they're giving me hope again. We're one game out of the lead for the NFC South. Somehow, this team is still in it to win it now. Um, and Steve Wilkes may have just uh, put his name in the candidacy for that head coaching position at the end of the year that many people don't think he had a shot at. So I'm super thrilled with what we saw today. Greg, I'm going to not get, look, I'm going to enjoy this moment. I'm going to celebrate, celebrate. I'm going to soak it up. But I don't know if that really means that we're much different of a team than we were just four days ago. Yeah, we are. Right. We I, uh, we did put together finally a complete game, except for uh, um, I got something mean to say to Cody in just a second. But um, can you try to temper my expectations, please, or or should we just like go ballistic right now? I definitely don't think we should go ballistic. I mean, there are things to look forward to. Like the team actually looked like a team that knew what it was doing today. The, the drive, the third touchdown drive, where it was only like six plays and. That's the first drive all year we've had that looked like a football team playing like a football team, which is something good to look forward to. But I'm with you. I'm not going. I'm going to temper my expectations. Uh, you know, we don't play. We only play two teams with a winning record the rest of the season. That's something to look forward to. But it could be bad for us to beat bad teams and be in a bad position in the draft. I don't know. All I know is I'm watching Christian McCaffrey right now for the San Francisco 49ers. He has two rushes for almost 20 yards. And I was smart, and I picked up Deontay Foreman in my fantasy league at the beginning of the year, assuming Christian McCaffrey was going to get injured. Never did, but now that he's gone, I got him. I got him in the lineup because uh, he's going to have a lot of carries. So I, I would say tempered the expectations. This was—I don't want to say a one-off because it looks like if we play this way, we'll win at least a few more games this year. But we're not going to be uh, anywhere ready to compete for a title team. Get your butts in here, Panther fans. Get in that chat room. Smash the thumbs up button. Call into the show at 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Tell us 
Should we get hype for the rest of the season? Are the Panthers about to reel off 12 in a row, 11 in a row and go deep in the playoffs? Actually, should we look, should we be happy just for the moment and believe that, hey, we got to make Tom Brady's life suck for the day and maybe ruin some sucking ears afternoons? Should we look and be excited for next week in the future as we take on the Atlanta Falcons? And what could be a turnaround moment for this team in the season? Or should we be sad that we might be falling out of the number one pick race? Luckily, the Commanders won today, too. So I think we're probably right around where we need to be. We need to see where the Lions, did the Lions fall today is the question. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's go ahead and jump into this show, guys. Uh, right off the bat, PJ Walker going crazy in this game. What are you over there and about? What are you? No, it's about? a no, it's a happy sigh of relief, man. <laughs> Didn't sound like dude, one. Listen, no, but <laughs> hey, I don't care what it sounded like, dude. Today I feel good. I, look, I'm not gonna live in the future. I'm not gonna live in the past, dude. It feels good to watch the Panthers. Looks like a competent football team, damn it. I'm not going to pretend I didn't like that. I don't want to temper my expectations. I'm not thinking about the playoffs. I'm not thinking about the Super Bowl or any of that dumb shit. I'm just happy that my team looked good today. Uh, A couple points were proven. You never, ever, ever need to pay top dollar for a running back. And Deontay Foreman and Chuba Hubbard showed you why. Oh, my God. This team was able to run the football. Bradley Bozeman in one game looked way better at center than Pat Elflin has all year. I don't give a damn about what PFF says. We were able to muscle around that Tampa Bay defensive line. And, dude, I'm telling you, man, like, we found a spark today. We found something that we had been missing that we all knew that we were capable of. We do have a damn good defense. Brian Burns is the fucking man. Derek Brown is tossing people around. Like now you're finally starting to see the work pay off for these young players that have been putting in work. And then we can also talk about this. Tom Brady has father time tapping his ass right on the shoulder because there were so many plays that could have been made but Tom Brady looked every bit of a 45-year-old dude who doesn't even want to be playing football anymore, dude. Today's a good day. I'm fucking happy. And you can't get me off this vibe, bro. I'm fucking on. I don't Let's agree. I thought go. Tom Brady was slinging it, dude. I thought Tom Brady was slinging it. He just, he was off on a couple of plays. He had some drops on some couple of plays. We got lucky on some couple of plays. But, I mean, it's not like he looked like Baker Mayfield out there. No. Dude, whatever, man. He's fucking Probably old. Probably threw it. How many times? Sucks. I want to see did, This is a bad team. I, look, the, hey, look, we can finally talk some shit. Tampa Bay looked like a bad fucking team. They're not a good team. They're yeah. all, the, all up and down the field. Well, they, uh, you know what, here, is this was a good... This is the performance that we thought that Carolina was going to be able to have throughout the season. We just thought it would be with Baker Mayfield at quarterback that we were going to be playing this type of game, a game where the defense played well enough. The, the team ran the ball well enough. 
made some plays with DJ Moore, right? I wonder if this is having is no Robbie Anderson. Is that addition by subtraction with this team? Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Go yes. on, Greg. No, I'm just agreeing. That's removing a cancer from a team. It's like taking a tumor out right there with Robbie Anderson. We got the same production that we would have got without him, without him being there sulking and whining and, and co- uh, cussing out coaching staff. How about telling, this? Telling fans we got, a fan. We got so. better production from mm-hmm. our receiving core, mm-hmm. and we got better production from our running backs. We had 169 rushing yards. The one, that's nice as fuck. But number two, you get rid of the guys that were supposed to be your absolute weapons that are supposed to be dicing opposing defenses, and they really hadn't been doing that. Now, granted, they were in a good situation, but Terrace Marshall Jr. made some plays. Mm-hmm. Tommy Trimble got a touchdown. Like, all of a sudden, when you start playing your young players and give them the reps needed to learn the NFL game, well, you know, they start to develop as young players do. It's it's so well, you can't develop if you don't that. play. Right. And, and so I, I don't understand the terrace. The terrace Marshall conundrum has been one of the biggest question marks coming out of the Matt Rule era. And one that we will in four or five years be searching if if we remember his name. If we remember his name, we'll be searching for answers about what was really going on. This whole doesn't practice well, plays well, practices well, doesn't play well, whatever that nonsense is. DJ Moore got in the game, though, today. Um, Back to normal. Go ahead and expect this DJ Moore to be on another team next week. (laughs) 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 I'm telling you, we did it with Christian McCaffrey last week. DJ Moore. Sayonara, son. No, we're not. We're not going to trade him. It wouldn't financially be wise to us. But look, uh, I do what right, and we're going to go to those super chats in one second. Is a foreman non existent in this offense all season long? I know you need to get rhythm as a running back. It's hard to come in and just have one carry and be like, oh, he didn't do anything. He had 118 yards today. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. I mean, he reeled off a 60-yarder, but that was his longest run he's ever had. His longest run, which is crazy because I thought I saw him maybe with a four. I guess I saw him with one big run last year in Tennessee. Uh, he but that fast. was a tough run, too. He, he broke two really tackles fast. and then shed off like uh, some ankle blo- ankle tackles and, and went to the <laughs> almost went to the house. Mm-hmm. It's almost like Matt Rule was fucking incompetent for keeping him off the field and for keeping Bradley Bowes. How did Ben McAdoo change this up so much? You know, I, I, it's, what's, what's going on is how did Ben McAdoo, Ben McAdoo has been a problem. He's been a problem all season. Some people say that we've over embellished him as a problem. And like the players just made misplays out there. But the, over the last two games, he's actually done what he didn't do the first four games which is strange i just almost find it strange to be honest i'm not ready to compliment him i don't know i feel like that's weird too i don't feel like the head coach can hold the offensive coordinator back i mean if we if we say that he has full control then i mean that's full control maybe he says before the game this is what happens no matter what we don't know what happens behind the scenes but i just know that since matt rule left 
there's been a lot of changes in Carolina, and we've already matched the wins that we had in his first four tries. You know? All so, right. Uh, uh, let me just read these super chats. Yeah, let's go to so it. I don't forget them. Uh, our boy. And look, uh, he said he wasn't going to watch no more games. I and then look what happened. <laughs> and look what happened. He said, enjoy the win, but don't play, your, uh, play yourself. This is a mirage. PJ ain't playing like that every week. And they ain't winning the division. Hey, you are not pissing on my cornflakes, Espresso. But thank you for the four ninety nine. And even if this says something bad, too, it don't matter. Funny when quarterbacks play well, the offense plays well. And, yeah, like, dude, you have to give P.J. Walker his credit, right? Yeah. We, we've always talked about the big arm, that he does have the cannon, that he does have the propensity to push the ball downfield, that he is willing to throw deep downfield. And for such a long time, it's been a missing component to our, to, you know, to our game. Dude, now I'm hoping this. Now I'm hoping that if the Panthers can at least get good enough to give Matt Corral a chance next year, dude, I'm fucking geeking, bro. No, like that's no. that's my dreams. And whether or not it happens, to me, I would love that for that to happen. And you know, put, have the potential of Matt Corral being the guy in this offense. I'm telling you this is this is exactly what PJ Walker can do. He didn't play well. I mean, I mean he played well, but like this is He's played like this before right? for the Carolina Panthers. He didn't do anything exceptional. This is the whole thing is we just made a couple of plays this week. Mm-hmm. That was it. We made a couple of plays this week. He threw the Tommy Trimble touchdown, the DJ Moore toe-tap touchdown, and uh, he didn't turn the ball over. Really, I think this was a story above um, while the Panthers played a solid game, right? I don't know if they were – fantastic i think the bucks the concern if i'm a bucks fan is like what's going on here is like nothing can go right is that uh mike evans dropping the big pass right off the gate bobble bobble which that could have changed the whole temperament of this game right away if you're trying to come back like that this is the panthers right now with pj walker are built for playing ahead you know, they can't, you can't sit here and be like down. Like we were up 14. What was it? 14, nothing. 14, nothing. Yeah. Um, if, if the roles would have been reversed, right. If we were down 14, nothing, it would have been a 35 to zero sh- shellacking, mm-hmm. you know, but Tom Brady, if you're thinking he could bring that team back, not in this case. So um, look, is the, the offense played like a, like a football team. That's what they did. They finally, we, all we did was finally see an offense that just did crap. Like, uh, by the way, uh, CK, I played, uh, stayed up too late last night playing Warzone. Mm-hmm. And I played the the small map. First of all, two things happened. Uh, the night before I won and I was the last person. Isn't that crazy? Nice. And last night I went 12 and four on the small map. Bro, I did a thing. That's what the Panthers offense did today. They did a thing. That was it. And nothing is exceptional, but good God, it felt like we won the damn Super Bowl. The Bucks, though, falling apart. Falling apart. Nothing can go right for them. They should panic right now. Yeah. Yes. Um, what do the pa- Carolina Panther? what do you guys feel, Carolina Panther fans? We want to know your thoughts. The number is 252-228-5098. Uh, is this game a mirage as my bastard son kev white chocolate espresso said is this something to just savor in the moments like a good meal 
when you have when you're hungry and you're just feeling now fed right fulfilled or do we hope that the carolina panthers do some cool stuff just to to put some fight in themselves and maybe even crazily play themselves out of that number one quarterback and cody last you can be like oh well we got him on the roster matt corral matt corral matt corral the numbers two five two absolutely Two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Don't forget, you can be a C three super fan if you look for the little join button. Just a dollar ninety nine a month helps grow this show, and we have been growing tremendously. We want your excitement. We want to get these views up. Be a friend, tell a friend. Go share this link to this show right now on social media, and get your butts in the calls, Cody. I want to go ahead and jump into some calls. Before we just get too deep talking into this, let's hear what the fans got to say. Oh, I put him on the spot too much. I shouldn't have. I should have prepped him that I was going to go to that. But so, what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty. You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good. Like. Yes, this is the Panthers team I've been waiting to see. Finally, we got some type of hope. You know, we went out there playing our hearts out. Um, got on, you know, put pressure on Tom Brady. That's the stuff I want to see from the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, season's not over, you know. Hopefully we start winning. Um, I think we're probably going to win next Sunday game. But, you know. <laughs> That's I, I like to see this. Give us some type of give me some type of hope that you know we're still in there. Um, keep pounding. I'm out. No Shout out Noah. Noah, he's happy. That's Little Noah, we've been good. worried about him for so long. Mm-hmm. David Tepper. You know what? I bet you David Tepper's gonna show up at Noah's house and be like, "I'm here to take you to school now after the win." Tony's been trying to get David Tepper to take him to school on Monday morning after all these losses. This joker probably going to show up after this win and be like, hey, I brought music to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But let me just say this, man. That's why, I, you know, forget, I looking at, forget looking at the ins and outs of whether we lost the draft pick or whatever. That's why today was good. Because you gave young fans like Connor and Noah and Tim's daughter, as you and give Tony. all these fans a reason to go crazy, to cheer, man. Brian mm-hmm. Burns sat Tom Brady. Dude, we had some good things going today. Hey, you, ha- you have to take these W's when you get them, man. Do you, do you know what I think the best part about this is? Is that is that we were told that we never had didn't have a winning culture and never had a winning culture. And I think that with Tepper getting with the players we got rid of and us coming through and winning this game shows that – we do have a winning culture in Carolina. Like players want to win. That's cool. You know, and it's just a slap in the face kind of to David Tepper, who never believes we've had a winning culture before. <laughs> is this really about the Panthers or is this about the Bucks? The Panthers. Panthers. About both. <clears throat> the Panthers. Panthers. Yeah, we're is a, this a trap game. It's about the about Panthers, both. bro. This is about the Panthers. It wasn't a, a trap. It was a trap, a trap game. game. I think. I think it was, but I think you've also seen the Bucks not being as good as uh, as in previous years. 
I think that has a lot to do with their offensive line being less than ideal. Uh, you know, currently with the losses they saw in free agency to the people that they've lost to injury, um, they're certainly hurting um, as an uh, as a as an offense. But their defense, even today, was missing two of their starting cornerbacks with Carlton Davis and um, Sean Murphy Bunting. Um, you know, they had missed Akeem Hicks, so their pass rush wasn't necessarily getting home as easily as maybe they were previously. Um, they're missing a lot of leaders on that defense that they had over the past, you know, five or six years, really. Um, so I think this is, there's a mixture of both, but right now the Panthers came in here and they did the things, even when we were facing bad teams before we didn't look as dominant as we did today. We did this without JC Horn. <clears throat> we did this without Jeremy Chin. And I'm going right. to tell Keep you. Keep on naming them. Keep on naming them. The people who that else? Been to, uh, uh, Ionitis. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> who? Robbie Anderson. Who? I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I've never heard, yeah, I, I've never I heard, heard this name before. Life. I know. Uh, Wash. No, I'm wishing the best for Christian McCaffrey. In fact, I he's already it. balling out. I need to he, flip he, the he, game he, on. They're already giving him the ball, and he's looking fucking magical. Good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what did he have so far? Uh, I don't 20, know the numbers. 20, I think. Dude, still, still just that? Okay. Yeah. I wish they would do Amazon Prime needs to take over all the games and they could put little stats up like all the time on the if you're watching on the internet, it's cool. Yeah. Um I gotta say one person though who was there and is a difference maker, and I think we got him under contract next year too. Lou Dude, he is for for real. He is a legit just playmaker, man. He's just involved. He's there. I want to give myself a lot of credit <laughs> for not ever giving up on Derek Brown. I want every single person to go back and watch every episode of the C3 Panthers podcast and find one time where this dude shat on him. Nope. Not even when they sat him last year. I even thought that was Matt Rule. Trying to be a fool. He's a fool and don't I know I knew it. it. I knew it. I learned my lesson. I, I don't learn a lot of lessons, guys. But I learned it with my man. Uh, oh, God, and his name just escaped me. Who was the guy that uh, the other defensive tackle, the, the Hawaiian, Samoan, Hawaiian guy we had? No, no we uh, had, Star Latula. Star Latula. I, I learned my lesson. With Star Latulale to not underappreciate a guy who might not get all the sex, but's always available, mm -hmm. always there, and just causing pressure, wreaking havoc. It might not trans. Derek Brown's that dude. Oh man, he is shining. Luvu Brown burns. I think this is. I think if we could just build straight up the middle, chin Luvu. Brown, if you added a top flight linebacker to this core, whoo, get JC Horn back out there. Yeah, dude, this defense is on the precipice. They're one, they're they two are. players away from being like an insanely good defense. And look how great the Robbie Anderson trade was in hindsight. Federer got our entire draft back next year. Like, literally, we, we didn't have so many picks, and we've got all of them back now. Like, now we have the ammunition 
that we need. And by the way, wait, let's add some context to the to this uh, discussion. Before the game today, everybody wakes up to Twitter saying that Carolina Panthers had an offer from one team for two first round picks of Brian Burns. And no, Carolina- that's not what it said. Yeah, it said that one of the yes, it was. Get it straight, Tony. It, it said it, it they was, got an offer for two first round picks. Yes, they turned down an offer for two first round picks from one team. And the, Carolina, the Carolina Panthers held fast. And they said, nah, you know what? Brian Burns is a bridge too far. We're not getting rid of him. And they didn't. And you know what, man? Like in hindsight, we got to give Figueroa his credit, man. I think this past week and a half or more, he has handled things incredibly. And I think that now we're in a good position to really see what kind of team and what kind of young players we have. How do you turn down two first, though? I I mean, think about that, though. How do you actually turn that? I mean, look, I like Brian Burns, but the dude ain't never even had over 10 sacks. Yes. Is he the only pass rusher we have? Yes. Is he going in? I mean, like... Do you have the fifth-year option next year? Yes. Could you franchise tag him after that? I guess, yes. I don't know. Two firsts, though? You really thought I was lying? Like, like that, that no, no. What like, I'm saying first, is this. It's not yeah. that I don't I, – I have a hard time believing. Philadelphia had two first-round picks this year, and they were rumored to be in the running for Brian Burns. I have now, a hard time believing that this organization at this moment could could turn that down. Mm-hmm. I'm no, sorry. No, like, no, I just no, don't believe that why. they could literally say no to that type was, of offer. What if it was the Kansas City Chiefs that offered us two first round picks? You have to think both of those are probably in the latter half of the top 20. Doesn't matter. Draft. You could change. Yeah, you could turn those into pick. a top 10 pick, though. The only pick that would have been worth getting is if Philadelphia gave us both of their first round picks this year. And they have the Saints, which also would have been a top 10 pick. So the Panthers could have had three picks in the draft if it was indeed them for that amount of compensation. Exactly. I kind of, I kind of think it wasn't. Mm. And Federer said, "No, nah, it's not worth having." To we would have the thirty-third like pick if we were number one in the draft. We'd have the first, the thirty-third. You add in a late first from th- this trade, and then you get a first next year. You could turn, you could turn those three late that thirty-three and those two that late first, and then that future first into like a top 10 pick yeah dude but look i'm sorry i just have a hard time believing that that someone could call up and say we'll give you two first and they said you know what we good Hey, take it up with wow. John person yeah man no i said uh lynn said it was ruined right but uh, do i sound crazy for that man all right man no you don't i I think it i think it sounds crazy too to be honest with you I, i mean look i was i was not happy with the compensation we got for cmc to be truly honest i think there's no way we don't get a first round pick at least one first round pick for him the only thing that made me happy about that is with what we got we could turn that into another first round pick you know anything can happen i showed you all that draft the other day that mock draft where we pick second we pick bryce young then we trade dj moore to green bay and we pick up a wide receiver and then we traded brian burns to seattle and we had three first round picks and we picked up that offensive lineman from Alabama, Paris Johnson, whatever his name is, or not Alabama, Ohio State. Um, so, I mean, anything can happen. And people are just brainstorming all kinds of crazy shit right now, to be honest with you. I like this comment from Tyler Jones. He said, the Panthers leaked this story. 
I mean, they had to. I mean, if I mean, of course. Actually, who else? What, what the other team call, said? Oh, I we mean, offered the whole two. week it was being reported that teams were calling interested in Brian Burns. So to, right. this is not far fetched to me, especially if you're a team like Philadelphia. <laughs> you already have a son ready. Now you're going to add a Brian Burns like that team is fucking disgusting if that's the case. So yeah, if you think you're going to contend this year and you're going to get the end of Brian Burns' rookie contract. And the fifth year option you yeah. picked up on him. Why wouldn't you do that? I don't believe the offer is not true. It's not what that I believe it. is saying no is I don't believe the team said no. Yeah. But uh, still late picks. Shay, look, let's shame them. <laughs> Shush. They uh, are. They're like they back are, half but... of the first round. Most people consider them to be, uh, you know, second round picks anyway. <clears throat> so, you know. But um, hey, uh, real quick, shout out to Ross Gold for the $2 love bomb. He says, do we still want Brian Leftwich? Dude, how about this? Right now, let's just be where our feet are. We got a W today. I'm saying no, we Steve don't want Brian Le- Byron Leftwich. We didn't want him in the fir- Steve Wilkes, first place. Steve Wilkes, I think, today gave the Panthers, I, I know in context it might not mean a whole bunch, but one of the best wins that the Panthers have had in a number of years, considering everything that this team has gone through in, in recent times. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at lifemd.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. But look, today, today's not even a therapy session. Today is a victory session. That means today, you get a victory shaming, you naughty SOBs. Big Papa, talk to him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, he, she, you, them, her, doesn't matter. You are coming here to talk about the Carolina Panthers and watch two guys, three guys, four guys talk about a winning football team? That was a surprise. I think to many of us, we found a way to get a dub, and you've come here to talk about it, chat about it, but you haven't hit that like button yet. Well, I have one thing to say to you, absolute legends. Subscriber shame.
we have 228 legends watching the stream. 87 thumbs up. Y'all hit that like button so the C3 Panthers podcast can kick the ass of the YouTube algorithm just like the Carolina Panthers did to the Tampa Bay idiots today, man. I don't even give a damn that it didn't rhyme. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Hit that notification bell for every single time the C3 Panthers podcast goes live. Tony Dunn, what's up? You're You're muted, Tony? The work is not done for the man with the golden pipes. There is an opportunity for you to continue to grow the C3 Panthers podcast by being a C3 super fan. It's a small contribution. We're trying to get to 100 super fans. We came out the gate rocking and rolling, hit the first 50 in a week. We have been steadily climbing over the last two months, and this man has gotten us one step closer to the 100-member mountain, and things are happening on the C3 Panthers podcast because of you guys. CK. Well, well, well. You guys don't get one dose of this voice. You get two, and back-to-back, within three minutes of one another, Tyler Jones made sure that happened by hitting that join button at the bottom of your screen, on your computer screen, on your phone. You can hit that. You can join the C3 Super Fan Club, and Tyler took that leap. It's not something we expect, but we absolutely appreciate, and I want to say thank you, Tyler Jones, for joining the club. I got to tell you this, folks, is winning makes life easier, and so much so. Look, you got to remember this. When you want to hoot with the owls, you got to soar with the eagles. If you want to hoot with the owls, you got to soar with the eagles. And we need you soaring with the eagles today with us. Sometimes when we win, we go about our day. We need y'all, folks. We need y'all in these cat calls. The number's 252-228-5098. Someone who's always here rocking with us. Let's get a little G. Cavassier in the house. Oh, shit. Podcast brothers, how y'all doing? It's G Cavassier. Man, I am so fucking happy. 21 to Woo! fucking three passes, man. Hell, motherfucking yeah, man. You see that damn defense, man? Woo! Did you see DJ Moore? Did you see Chubba Chubba Hubbard? Chubba Chubba. I got it. Chubba Chubba. The boys, hey, man. They played <laughs> a damn good game, man. Give me flashbacks to damn Johnson Stewart and D'Angelo Williams back in the days with double trouble. I, I'm not saying they are, so, but the way we handled the fucking clock, man, and the defense, man. Oh my God, defense played good, man. We should have had some interceptions. Xavier Woods, man, he got like stones for hands. I swear to man, but hey, we beat them punk ass fucking Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? And next week, y'all, we got the Atlanta Falcons. You know, I can't stand Atlanta Falcons, man, but hey, Give me your thoughts on the game, y'all. Get us a win. Keep pounding. Hey, so, Tony, you said make sure to give you extra credit for uh, whatever it is you're supposed to give you credit for. I forgot. Brown. Oh, my apologies. Derek Brown. Okay. Well, you know what? You're not going to forget that in the midst of everybody always shitting on Chuba Hubbard. Oh, I was still I have shit been, on her. I have been right on Chuba. He's a bum. entire fucking time don't throw the uh, listen we still throw him the football but don't throw the man the football run him between the tackles let him fight for yards just like he did in college and the man is absolutely a serviceable running back no he's never going to be McCaffrey no he's never going to be 
uh, niche up, but you don't need him to be. Today was the example of how you use your running backs in an offense. You use two of them, and you pound the field, bro. And that's what we did, and Chuba Hubbard is good for that. Give me my fucking credit, boys. Let's sorry. Go. You're no, sorry. I think Give him his credit. That's DJ, the stupidest yeah, thing no. I ever heard. Listen, he put the ball. I know you said don't throw it to him, but that's a big part of today's running game is catching the ball out of the backfield. Taking that away is like taking away a third of a reason a running back's even on the field at this point in time. He's fumbled the ball uh, on a few occasions for this team. And even with today, the biggest producer was Deontay Foreman, who didn't get as many touches as Chuba Hubbard got. I'm You miss me with the Chuba Hubbard is better than people gave him the credit for. I'm not he, saying that he's the best. Yeah. I'm saying that he's not trash like everybody makes him mm, out to be. Yes, he, he is. Man, he's sorry he's as shit, good. dude. He's sorry. in situational football, dude. Chuba, gave me a Chuba, bro. He's uh, you know what? He's a little faster than I thought he was today. He looked yeah, a little right. faster today than he's looked in the past. To faster me. than Cameron Artis Payne, even. What's oh, up? Oh no way, bro. Cameron, What's look, up? another bad take. What's How about up? this? I'm gonna put you up with this. I'm gonna put you on. How's that boy, Shy Shy Smith, doing? Sorry as shit. I mean, you know, no, nah, he's a sucker, man. Out. He sucks, dude. He just need to get them drops out. That's all. Nah, and then he does stupid stuff on the. On no, the pretty kicker. Listen, I love, I love he's this a about dummy, Cody. and you listen. cannot talk shit about him. Yeah, go ahead. Listen, I, lo- I love this about Cody, though. Cody is like, when he's right, he will not stop talking about how he's That's right. right. But when baby. he's wrong, he's like, just wait, I'll be right later. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> he won't ever take an L, bro. That's right. I'm undefeated. I'm glad I you because you refuse to acknowledge undefeated. that you lost, bro. No, I'm just Demir Bird. Demir Bird, greater than shy, still right here. Cameron Artis Payne, greater than Chuba, Chuba Hubbard. That is Chuba, not baby. even a close Chuba. one. I got a Chuba, bro. I Let's go to the Chuba. next call. B three. You knew I'd be calling in. It's your guy, Sweet Double J, president of the PJ, the MoFo Walker Wonder Fan Club, finishing with a 126.5 QB rating. Did you witness? Did you witness the Walker Wonder? We did. (laughs) We did. He back. I mean, look, is I think that this most surprising part is how poorly he's played the past two opportunities gone out there. I thought he was fully capable of playing this way. You know, is that, uh, and not like, no, not that he's going to be great. No, not that he's going to be great, but like that can manage that he has the arm talent to go out there and make some throws that he's been in a system or at least in the NFL long enough to where he's not like, you know, you're just putting a completely inexperienced guy out there. I thought that he's just been worse in the last couple of performances than he could have been. I mean, when he came out in that Detroit game, he wasn't that bad. We need you know, to so today he was, but he played, he played well. And you didn't ask him to do too, too much too, as well. It's like you kept it pretty simple. We need to keep him as Matt Corral's future backup. For sure. I'm mm, down. Am, we're Let's still going to get the number one pick, dude. You, you think, think so? so? What is it? Did the Lions pick. lose today? That's the poll. Of course they did. Of course they did. How did the Lions? The Lions cannot get better. These no, but here's guys. the thing: they started the season out with the highest scoring offense in the league without some of their key players being there, and their key players are coming back. And I think Swift comes back this week. Was his first game back? 
but th- they're going to win a few more games. Like they have a good enough offense. They have a terrible defense, but they're going to win a few more games. I think they're the, they're the reverse of us, to be honest with you, even though they didn't score anything today. Um, they have a decent defense. I, I don't see them not winning any more games. Every mock draft I see has Houston being the number one pick. Uh Oh, is Christian McCaffrey limping? N- uh, uh, I didn't see him limping. limping. Not limping, but he looked a little twenty three. Uh he just had a big run. He's the he's awesome. After well, no, they're catch. doing they're using him like we should have, and they're putting him out wide. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing. They're doing, doing all that. kinds of stuff with him. I saw the greatest thing is somebody said uh that they have a wide receiver that could be a running back, a running back that could be a wide receiver, and a tight end that could be anything. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just like, all right, the number's 252-228-1598. Hey, it's White Channel Espresso. Oh. Listen, man, I know everyone's happy and giddy and me, <laughs> but, you know, this ain't happening week to week. This is what happens every time shows like up week on my week. doorstep. It's just bad news. You know? But, you know, I'm glad y'all enjoy y'all's false reality for this one week and have something happy to be about. But don't expect this every week. We probably just played ourselves out of a franchise quarterback. But, hey, we beat Tampa. Yay. Man, hey, we about to reel off 11 in a row, dude. Yeah, y'all need to, y'all need to have hey, a talk and a smile. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's what I want to do. I, we were talking about it last night on the Madden Sim, all right? There were plenty of people who were saying, I'm going to be pissed if we win tomorrow, right? Many people thought if we were going to win, we were going to win big like we did today, right? Um, a lot of people expected us to get blown out today, right? Um, so, and I said last night, it's okay to be mad after this game if we win. It's okay to be mad after this game. It's okay to be a little less mad next week if we win, and maybe a little less mad the week after that, and maybe 10 weeks down the line if we've uh, found a way to be competitive in this league. It's okay to be happy that we won today. Right, it's okay to be mad today, though. Agreed. Did we play ourselves out of a quarterback? And the answer is no. probably no, because yeah. if there isn't a consensus and we're still top five at the end, you can still yeah. get one of the guys, I guess. Right. Why right, is right. it, Cody? I'm going to ask you this real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Is why did C.J. Stroud had like four touchdowns in the second half yesterday? I think he's amazing. How yeah. did his stock go down yesterday well, on his first Twitter? Half, his first half was kind of weird. He was throwing some really, you know, some kind of spotty passes. He uh, he missed some passes under pressure, too, which that's another thing when you're talking about C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. They're playing at two of the very premier programs in all of college football. So they do have receiving talent. They do have offensive line talent. And you're going to have to project that into the NFL but yeah, he had some weird misses, but it, dude, he still throws a pretty damn football, and he does have nice touch. He throws it downfield. Um, you know, we're we're gonna have to have some very honest discussions about these quarterbacks because they all have a lot of upside, but they all have some very uh, you know, some very clear negatives or some question marks that are gonna continue to arise throughout the you know the course of this entire draft discussion that we're going to be having for the next couple months. So, yeah, man, a lot to talk about. All right, the numbers. Oh, go ahead, CK. Um, um, or Greg, whoever CK? it was. Okay, I was going to say, at the same time, don't we have a lot of quarterbacks that we say come in that aren't that aren't perfectly ready and don't need any kind of work and will be there and, and they end up not being? I mean, I hate to use Trevor Lawrence as an example, 
but they said he is plug and play ready to go this guy and and while he's not doing terrible he's definitely not like a standout they're, they're no, they made him out, out to be like the next andrew luck and you were wrong on that cody yeah, I mean, I mean, like, yeah, you were wrong. Yeah, like yes, we so do. Is Andrew Luck have far more success? Cam Newton have far more success as they walked into the league than he's already had. Yeah. But I think he has a future. Trevor Lawrence it's is just... still going to be a good quarterback. Oh gosh, you're wrong. That's all right to say that, but like again, it's uh, it, it, it's the same, again, Cody. It is. It is. This is exact, like it's okay to to uh, Cody to say that you were wrong about what he was going to be starting out in this league. Because you thought he was going to come in here and he's going to blow it out. And if you admit anything other than that, you know you're lying. I thought that he would have at least a Baker Mayfield type season, yeah. But no, you're full of shit. Yeah. You thought for yeah, sure he, he was going to come out here and win. You wanted to trade five picks Baker for him, Baker Mayfield dude. won the offensive player of the year. Right. He, so, and they were like, uh, you know. They but you wouldn't like have traded five games. picks for Baker. You thought, if you thought, you he, imagine that. Think, imagine Cody. Oh, I thought it would, would have been at least as good as Baker Mayfield. Bring up one the, name you, and you see what happens. No, right. but what Baker Mayfield accomplished. If if you were to have Trevor Lawrence on this team right now, bro, we'd be fucking cooking with gas. I mean, tell you, yanking you him down by so his curly stupid, hair. Stupid, man. We're better than the, we're a way better team than Jacksonville. I'm telling you, by a long shot. Man, he just at least he's consistent. At least he's consistent. Yeah, uh, undefeated, baby. What's up? The numbers 252-228-5098. Callers, don't let Cody off like this. I want the callers to get on him. Yeah, get on that. Man. I'm never gonna let him forget about Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so I'm gonna watch Trevor Lawrence. Tony Cody CK. Hey, I have got two awards to hand out. Two awards. Number one, the unsung hero of the year, offensive line coach James Campen. Last year, Matt Rule, or Matt Rule, he brought in this college coach, this college offensive line coach who can't cut it in the pros. Well, last year, he started hiring some college coaches, which has helped out, or some some assistant coaches with uh, professional, with NFL experience. James Campen is an NFL experienced offensive line coach. He's come in. Iquano is getting better, and look at the run game today. Every week the offensive line is getting a little better. The quarterback, P.J. Walker, plenty of time, but the offensive line – Finally, Ben McAdoo put the quarterback under center, get rid of this RPO bullshit, put the quarterback under center, then drop a hand off the football, give the running back a chance to get a running head start, and they ran the football. The offensive line is getting better. James Canton, offensive line coach. And game ball uh, goes to, to Dante Foreman. This guy was a stud today, and good job by, by the offensive line. So, gentlemen, what are your thoughts? Bye-bye. That's my call of the night so or afternoon so far. Um, I like this as I like I'd like to see even what we could have done with maybe Baker under center more. Sure. You know, it's like instead of always out of the shotgun, always mm-hmm. having the it just it's not really conducive for a run game. Hey, there listen, is I- it's clear in the pros that being under center causes defenses is necessary for defenses to to respect the run more, even if you're going to pass the ball. Yeah. But by the way, if I never see Baker Mayfield another day in my life, I can fucking die a happy man, dude. I don't know if will, to be truly honest with you. Yeah, I, I really think, don't. Uh, I think there's a good chance, unless there's an injury. I think the uh, the only other person you're going to see on this football field if P.J. Walker starts to just stink it up is Sam Darnold. I think Baker Mayfield isn't going to see the field because they don't want to get that extra. They don't want to give away more draft capital than they have to by him playing. So this is P.J. Walker's team. You don't this is P.J. Walker's loses, team. 
You don't think PJ loses the starting spot if Sam's fully healthy just because? Sam like, or think, Baker? You, you think, well, I, uh, I think I think Baker. I'm, I'm talking about Sam Darnold. I think Sam Darnold's next in line to start, but I think they're waiting for him to be fully healthy. Uh, I don't Steve think PJ Walker is the answer. Right I think now. if you take no, out PJ Walker today, right now, you're a dick. Steve, yeah, Steve Wilkes today said that as of right now, uh, I see no reason to. It's going to be PJ hard to take PJ Walker, Walker out. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, I agree. How about, this? Well, how, how, about this? Yeah. how about this? How about this? PJ Walker is better than Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. That's got insane. A I don't Strong think it's easy to say that. that. I don't think it's easy to say that because PJ Walker is dealing with a much better offensive line. I'm not sitting there saying Sam Darnold's going to come in here and blow it out of the water, but I'm saying like PJ Walker had a lot more benefit today throwing the ball. He had the run running game working really well for him. Sam Darnold never got those benefits. Right. We know when when PJ Walker has to play from behind and he's under pressure, he makes poor decisions. Sam Darnold was known of doing that last week as well. It's impossible to say one is better than the other right now. I think you gotta give PJ a lot of credit sure. for his mental toughness. And like and maybe it's just because maybe he knows what his role is, who he is, and that he's never gonna be given anything, that he's never gonna deserve anything that he could always be screwed at any moment you know what i'm saying because he's had like i just feel like darnold would have been shattered mentally if he would had to deal with the stuff that pj's has sure. to deal with they just coddled these first round you know pj imagine then taking pj out what a dick move that would be right now after we've been so bad the numbers two five two 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 eight bones fifty ninety eight pj gonna dumb fuck around and Win us some games. Next call. Carouse. Yo, what up, C3 Podcast? D from Sanford, North Carolina. Still love the show, man. Wow. Mind blown. blown. (laughs) We actually ran a competent offensive game plan. PJ played efficient football. Foreman ran downhill. Chuba Hubbard had a little razzle-dazzle and some shaking bacon in his game. And, and DJ just looking like 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 a franchise receiver and the defense just locking down, just crunching their claws into him. I, I, I'm totally and happily and utterly surprised. I hope we can keep this momentum. I know y'all want the C.J. Strouds and the Bryce Young, but I want the wins. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to these Panthers. Keep pounding. Yeah. Applaud that man. We we, we in for the division. Applaud that man. Hey, love y'all. Yo, that's love, bro. Who was that again? Did you tell me his name again? Can you see Uh, it? From Sanford. D. From Sanford. Yeah, Sanford. Dude, shout out to my guy. Hey, I'm 100% on it. But right now, in the moment, you can say I'm riding the high. I don't give a damn. I don't want to think about Stroud. I don't want to think about Young. I'm thinking about Matt Corral season. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can at least win enough to to show some some fight. Let's see what happens. And let's see, let's see what Matt Corral can do. You can't tell me that a talent – like Matt Corral put behind this offensive line. If you got the polish on him, you built him up into an NFL quarterback that he wouldn't look incredible in this offense, dude. 
That's my hill to yeah, die Yeah, we could. Bro. We What's could tell that? you. We don't have any reason to believe I that either. Yeah, I don't. I don't, don't <laughs> I mean, like, we don't have a, like, it's like, that's like, there's like, what if, that's the biggest what if in the world. Uh, yeah, he's given, a, he's given us no reason to say, believe that just yet. That's like, fine. Y'all that's, remember who was number one believer, bro. The, right here. Sure. And I will give you props if he comes in here and he does it. But again, up to this point, he hasn't shown that. And right. that's that's where we're. You How know, about this? We're not. Is, we're are not, you ready not, to not draft a quarterback if we're in the top no, five? No. Hell Cody. no. I'm not. No, I'm, I'm not asking drafting. Cody I'm if not, he's I'm this confident. How about at, this? I'm not drafting Bryce Young top five. At, at what point do we feel like we don't need to draft a quarterback? Because this is the hardest spot for Panthers fans to be in right now. Because especially with what that caller said, I want wins too. Okay, sure. and that that's where I'm at a conundrum here because I want wins, but I either want to be a competitive team, an eight nine win team, or maybe more, or have a draft pick to fix where we're at. It sounds selfish, I know. I either want the best or the worst, but that's why it's so hard to pull for wins because I don't feel like we're capable of getting to that I seven. Wish this win would have come. You know, I wish this win would have come like three weeks ago. Right. Right, it would have felt a little better, but right now I just don't, I'm happy with I, I this. Like, like I'm happy. It's like this win. Look, this win actually enough for us. This is good. Like it's the question is if we reel off three or four more, that's the real kind of. Then you're really playing. You're still oh, wow. in that one or two pick right now, right? Yeah, it's it's oh, yeah, interesting. It's but we're number three. Pickle said that we're number three according here's, to. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, Who is you, it? The Raiders. The Raiders. Is it the Lions? And, the Raiders. Uh, yeah, Raiders and the Lions. That's it. It's got to be the Lions. The Raiders haven't played that day, though. Every one you know. of those teams would take a quarterback, too. Uh, exactly. I am willing to good. right now, I am willing to right now say with a, a large amount of certainty, if we're picking in the top five, you take a quarterback regardless. You don't throw your, your towel in the ring thinking Matt Corral is going to be the guy, a guy who was drafted in the third round of the, of the draft last year in a weak quarterback class. Right. It wasn't considered a great quarterback class as it was. This is considered a great one. Right. This is considered one of the better quarterback. Yeah. And I don't believe the draft heads on any of that. Sure. But But Matt Corral was drafted in the third round. That is the exception, not the rule that he's going to come in here and be a franchise quarterback. But you're looking just at the round that he was drafted and being like, oh, it's a cut and blank. He's only ever going to be a third round type of quarterback. Sure. Yeah, he has far more upside. And if you don't, re- if you don't remember it, you can go back and look it up. Early last season, Matt Corral was in early talks for Heisman uh, votes, sure. and he was and he was uh, in early talks as a number we don't one disagree a- with as, that. A, as a as a first round pick. Until he heard his uh, uh, leg in the bowl game. So, hey, Cody, how many times have you said a third round talent? How many times have you looked at the people that we've drafted and said they have a tremendous upside and they never worked out? More often than not. Who period. have I said that about? I Ian said Thomas. That... Will Greer. Tommy Trambo. I never said I never I never said Bill Greer had upside. Cody no, has I, a uh, Cody. I mean, Cody. Yeah, has I, know, I don't. Got, I, no, I don't think he said that. I want to. I want to. You're gonna have to go okay. back and pull that. Okay. Nobody okay. ever said that on this show. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, I know Rick, where it's at. If you can I, find it, I can I'll let you dunk on me. I can but quote you, you saying that Will Greer is a premier talent in the in, going to be a premier talent in the NFL. I never said that. Yeah, I don't I, believe that. I, that one, that yeah, one, I I prompted you to find me. I think great. Uh, I think this is. How about this? Is um, do you pass? Like, and we're gonna we we'll have plenty of time to talk about this. We're not gonna talk about it on the show right now. But just think about this question, even for Tuesday and beyond in this season, is that. Can you see a scenario where the Panthers are in the top three and they just don't pull the trigger on a quarterback because of Matt Corral? No. And I don't believe that Zero. that would be wise, even if Matt Corral is what you say he is, Cody. Right. Hey, like, I think this? it would still be better to just get that. And then, you know what? Either have a not have a competition. Why don't you just, if Matt Corral is that good, then you should be able to trade somebody. I don't know. It's just I just cannot imagine a scenario unless there is, and you know what teams have done this in the past and they've gone and they just go and get a top talent Tony. defensive end. How about Let's this? Talk you, about want this. Me, you, you want me to piss you off some more? Just piss you off some more. None of these <laughs> yeah. none of these quarterbacks coming out are as good as Trevor Lawrence. Get at me, bro. What's mm. up? Not a one wow. of Listen, it's it's part, one none of them have the hype that Trevor Lawrence had, sure. Yeah, they don't have most of the qualities. But here's guys. here's the part that I'll tell you, and I know we got to move on because this is the post game show, and this isn't reacting to the the game. But um, if you think, and I mentioned this on Friday, I mentioned it a little bit yesterday uh, on on the on the Maddenson. If you think, if there is any part of your being that believes that David Tepper, if we're drafted in the top five, is going to let them take anything other than a quarterback after dealing with the quarterback situation he has the past three or four years. Uh, yeah. you're out of your freaking mind. You yeah. do not know anything about what's going on in the NFL if you believe David Tepper is going to accept that. Period. And it would just be foolish. It would just be foolish unless you just didn't believe anybody was a a, a number one, like a, a QB one. That's sure. why I'm pulling for PJ, baby. Let's oh go. I, I, I'm not I'm not doubting that whatsoever. So strange. Is he, I feel like he's... Five, if we're picking top five, body snatch this motherfucker. Dude, we're definitely picking a quarterback if we're picking oh. top five. Okay. That's why I'm pulling for PJ, oh, bro. Gosh. Get us, hey, get us some Stop with this nonsense. All get right, let's go to the w's. next call. This is G, baby. Uh oh. Sad G, baby. I knew it. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Thank you. Goddamn, I'm speechless, man. I don't even know what to say. Oh, I just let's start off with the fucking Panthers being complete idiots and not trading Brian Burns for two first round draft picks, bro. You was about to get two first round draft picks and you declined that shit. 
Brian Burns ain't worth no fucking two first rounders. And the price is still high. We need to trade Brian Burns, bruh. And get those fucking two first round draft picks. I can't believe we won this game. I'm calm with nine minutes left. I can't believe we won this motherfucking game, man. Wow. Have you ever heard someone so. Have you ever heard That's all I really have. I don't. Man, you guys have a good night. That's a Xanax for G Baby, is this. That was the G Baby Xanax, and uh, I've been trying. I I might I might sneak it out as I'm working on some apparel that says "Bro, G Baby was right." I got some ideas <laughs> oh, about this. I actually want to make a coffee mug that says "Bro, G Baby was right," and so we could like do the tea sipping thing all the time. Bro, you gotta it. give him the biggest ego in the world. <laughs> Uh, so it was a one of the I saw it in the chat. It was a suggestion someone made in the comments or somewhere one day, and I was like, "This is this has got to happen." Uh, I agree with them though, and not yeah. about being sad about the win. I'm not sad. I'm happy that we won. I needed it today for myself in this part. Like, I consistently for the last week have been saying, "Shit, we've got eleven more games. <laughs> this is gonna be long." But uh, but here is so the win is fine. But I, I agree with the Brian Burns thing, and not that I want to. Tra- I just I believe it's just impossible to say no to two first for a player on this team right now. Any player, like I just can't even imagine any player. I mean, like for mm-hmm. me, it may, maybe Derek Brown and J.C. Horn are the only ones, just because they got the most time left. I like Brian Burns a lot too, but we need somebody else with him. He's not enough by himself. He's not a Bosa. I just don't think he's that dominant. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm I wrong. also think that we haven't seen the best of Brian Burns. You continue okay. to build around him. All those near All right, misses that fine. we talk about, Greg, where he's like so close but then just doesn't mm-hmm. finish. Like the, He's still a young guy. He's still an incredibly dynamic player. If he does continue to take that final step, he might just be our very own Vaughn Miller. Like, let that man live. He had a great day today. Yeah, he but look, 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 you can't use names like that, Cody. You can't say my our very own Von Miller when Von Miller did I that from did. day one. No, you can't right, say he become. That's like saying, oh, well, off. you have. No, no, that's the difference between a, being a phenomenal that. player and being a good player is that so Julius Peppers did it from day one, bro. He won't. He was special from moment one. He didn't become Julius Peppers. He was Julius Peppers. Yeah, and it still says nothing about Brian Burns' upside. Maybe it takes him longer, but it doesn't mean that he can't also be a phenomenal player. He has all the. I know. It's just like, I just to hate these the, the likes and this and that. It's like, oh, he could be. Who would have been a better comparison then? Who's a better comparison if not Von Miller? I'm just talking about the how a they number one, what a number two draft pick. Ver- yeah, I don't know. I just don't. Like, I don't saying. get down with that. Next call. Yo, what's good, C3? Uh, this is JD Aces for. This is calling in uh, to remind everyone: Chuba still can't catch. Yeah, you can't. That's, for sure. uh, that, that's all I have to say. Keep on. All right, man. Uh, that is the truth. I agree with it. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's go to Anthony in Charlotte. What's up, C3? It's What's up, Anthony man? from Charlotte. 
How the fuck did PJ Walker pull that shit off? What are we doing? I thought it was CJ Stroud season. Tom Brady ate shit, though, for 60 minutes. That was fun to watch. But, yeah, you guys have a good day. There's nothing else to say. I honestly didn't know how we won that game, but I'll take it. All right. Um, hey, by the way, guys, I don't know if you guys have seen it. The uh, the video of the game ball presentation at the end of the game, you guys need to play that right now. Okay. I, I sent it to the in, the in the DMs. And Twitter. Tell me you don't get fucking goosebumps after this shit. Let's pull it up. Uh, we'll go. We got one more short. While you pull it up. Yeah. Hey, hey. You know what time it is. Booyaka, booyaka, booyaka. Witness the walk of wonder. I love, I love everybody it. loves look it's the people that hate g baby love g baby though yeah man he's a legend love him or hate him g baby is a c3 fucking certified legend bro and it's always one of those things like if everybody else is happy he's sad yeah if everybody's <laughs> sad he's happy as shit G-Baby's he's a sad, contrarian bro. just like me uh so yeah let's uh Let's check out this uh, game ball presentation by our interim head coach and maybe future head coach. Got to watch it to the end. You continue to overcome adversity. Circle the wagon and come together. That's what it's all about. We talked last night about what? Make the jump. Make the jump. We made that jump today. It's a lot to build on. Okay? We talked about right now controlling the line of scrimmage. All right, we weren't going to miss a beat. 173 yards. Get O-line. Get O-line. Start up front. Start up front. Defense. Talking about getting off the field on third down. They were two for 12. Hey, a great win in all three phases. But I want to recognize one guy right now. PJ with the game ball. Yeah. Hey, great job, defense. Y'all went out there and shut them down. Offense, way to f*** them on the ball. Lots of things y'all did y'all job today, man. Y'all made every play y'all needed to. Hey, it's a game on three. Hold on, hold on, don't get Steve Wilkes looking emotional right here. I don't know how I feel about uh, Tepper pushing him like that. Let's go. I love it. What are you talking about, dude? That's all good vibes, man. I love that. The push. I mean, he's such a biatch tepper, man. I would have been like, dude, don't push me like that. Dude, Steve Wilkes is the man. Dude, you have to feel for Steve Wilkes. Not only under the situations that he was brought into as an interim, then you have them trading away players on offense when your offense is already one of the worst in the NFL, if not the very worst. Then, man, having that game like today 
against Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and your division rival at home defending our dirt. Dude, we need that, man. Congratulations to Steve Wilkes. That's incredible, man. I'm, I'm so happy for him. I'm happy for P.J. Walker. I'm happy for our offensive line, our defensive line. Dude, regardless of what you wanted in the draft, we needed this today. What Everyone do you think that? This. What do you think that moment of Tepper handing the ball over kind of symbolizes for Tepper himself? Like, what did what do you think today meant for Tepper in a way? Was it just relief? Was it just like finally this is like we've got one thing where I don't have to cry afterwards? Mm-hmm. What like I mean I'm I'm trying to kind of put myself in his shoes as a guy who's found a lot of success in life and who has run into adversity in a moment where you didn't think he I don't think he thought it was going to be this tough sure. to be an NFL owner a lot of things have gone wrong for him um, from projects uh, expansion projects from the reception with the fans to all types of different things. How much do you think that do you think it really meant that much to him? I mean, that almost surprises me that he did that. And it's kind of neat, almost like a mea culpa, like, holy shit, man. Maybe we touched the bottom. But please don't add us to your lawsuit. (laughs) No, no, I think I think I think Tepper is hoping that this works out. I think it's going to make it a lot easier for him to pick Steve Wilkes to be the guy. Steve Wilkes is going to have a homegrown uh, aspect to him. Um, I think it's a feel-good story all the way around. Uh, I think I think Tepper wants Steve Wilkes to be the guy. I really, truly think that. Uh, because, number one, if it doesn't work out, it's a headache for Tepper because Tepper's going to have to make the decision to go with somebody else other than Steve Wilkes. And now he's at the forefront of that conversation of did he not give Steve Wilkes an opportunity after being, you know, uh, a, a part of that Flores lawsuit, right? I don't. I think Tepper is hoping this works out, and that was genuine joy from him. I think that's a good point, CK, is I tell you, if if it did work out, if somehow Steve Wilkes earns this job, it would be a safe pick for Tepper. Yes. Instead of thinking about the risk Tepper's going to go if he goes out and gets somebody, basically another Matt Rule, and not like uh, another college coach. That's not what I'm meaning, but a guy that he went and picked. Like if, if Wilkes earns this job, it takes the pressure off of him, right? And if it doesn't work, then you could say, well, he came in here, he gave us this, he's a guy, He blah, 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 you got all of this, and it probably would only be so bad. But there will be the next guy that he goes and picks. If he doesn't get it right, it's two disasters in a row, and they're all on Tepper. So I think he's like – I think that's a great point, CK. Yeah, it, it's 100% a very safe pick because the two things you got to have is the fans and the team behind you. And if you've already got a guy that all the fans may not be behind you, but wins will bring that. If you got the team behind you, it's a good way to go. And like, most fans are Wilkes. Yeah, fans, 100%. You know, I think like, so. Hey, can, I, can I dare to dream for a moment, just for, a, for but a moment of your time, what if the Carolina Panthers are able to put together an impressive streak. And in just a few weeks, we're talking, damn, look who's back in the division race. Like, Mm -hmm. look who is, look at the little black and blue engine 
that could that's putting the coals on the fire in Charlotte. Like, why not? Why not? Why can't we have good shit too, damn it? You know, I feel like as a fan base, we're so jaded most of the time to this torment that we get put through. But man, like, sometimes you just gotta keep on believing, man. And and I'm guilty of it too. There was not a lot to believe in. But a, a, a win like this, that shows you who you are, it's a morale builder. Amen. It's a morale builder. It's a morale builder. And and the other part is, Cody, we're in the race. We're not out of the race right now. And I hate this fan, this team for giving me hope yeah. again, just with today. Yep. I hate this team. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But God, does it feel good to have hope again. And I know that it's a potential and it's a probability that it, we're going to be just struck down as soon as next week against the Falcons. But... For the moment it's good to have hope again and yes. not only just for us as fans but me and yes. tony were talking like there's always been this concern about like the podcast like as far as the content we're going to be here every week but you know when the team is this bad as it, it had it been up to this to do. it makes it hard it makes it really difficult to get on here and be energetic and be hopeful and not just spew negativity all the time and yeah, have the good. same exact conversation each time, oh, yeah, which is the like same the same thing over, over and over and over. Um, I'm ready. I don't care about the tanking. I think uh, what I'm not even going to be upset. Like I don't like if we win next week, I'm not going to be upset. Like I'm not going to be thinking about playing out of this. I think at this point is that if you're bad enough to get the first round draft pick, you're bad enough to get the first round draft pick. And if you're not, then you don't get it. Look, the Detroit lions ain't tanking and they about to get the first round draft pick, right? That's like what's happening. So here is if the Carolina Panthers can reel off some wins and give me some joy this season, I'll take it what I can get when I can get it, where I can get it. And on top of this, I just don't want the season. It just sucks when the season's lost so early. That was, I think, the really the scary part about this season. It was like, man, it's week three, and we feel like this damn season's gone. Um, we're in what? We're five and two now. Went two and five. Uh, two, two and five. five. I do wow, this every time. Shit. I do this. I did this on the that Friday really free nice. for all too. Is that <laughs> yeah. on some multiverse? That's what Cody said. But here at two and five. Look at this tweet right here from this guy. It's fun fact. The Panthers were the only NFC South team to win this week and are one game out of first place in the division. The Panthers could move into sole possession of first place next week if they beat the Falcons and the Bucks lose to Baltimore. Let's go! <laughs> Let's go! We are going to the playoffs. Possible, yeah. Let's go! We're going to the playoffs, dude. We're going to reel off 11 in a row right now. P.J., Boy, PJ's hairline was running, but running like Dante Foreman back to the back of his head right oh, there. Oh, no, dude, now he's going to be able to afford the good implants. He will be good to go. Shout out to Eric37. He says, can't wait for the content when we run in the league. Let's go, baby. Just just saying if that did happen, how does that got to look for, like, how does Matt Rule got to feel? Like, you've been there for three, two and a half years, never, never come close to sniffing this. And three weeks after you leave, when we're tanking, we're now the division leaders. I know like how crazy has got to, that got to look. I wonder Matt. what uh, Matt Rule's po- um, game ball would have sounded like. So people were in the chat saying, "Wilkes, that's a leader. That's this." And but look, I really do like he has a great command. He's so he's very articulate. 
he commands the room, commands respect. The players respect him. I told you guys, I told you guys this from the when he took that press conference over. I could just hear uh, Dennis Cox needs to do like a alternate multiverse where Matt Rule does the post game. It's like at the end of the day, when you put in the pro, this shows the process, the process, and it would have just been the lamest. Whatever, man. Ran the ball, got after Tom Brady, and Lady Luck was on our side a couple of times and made some plays, man. They made plays. That's what it was. Can I add a point here, too? And all longtime Panther fans will know this. The best Carolina Panthers are an underrated, slept on, everyone's disrespecting, nobody believes in Carolina Panthers. That's when this football team shows out and says, y'all must have forgot who we are, what we're about. We keep pounding. And today, this is a keep pounding game. This game should have been the Steve, uh, the uh, Sam Mills game. This is where it should have been. Because this is the most keep pounding win I have seen in maybe five or more years. It's that type of W, y'all. And good for Steve Wilkes. I'm so happy for that man. You know, you saw the tears, tears of joy on his face at the end. Dude, that's what it's all about, bro. Let's go. Next call. <laughs> What's going on, world? It's me, C-Doll, 1983. And today is a great fucking day. You know, it's like finally Steve Wilkes like, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna go out swinging, goddamn it. We're gonna throw this goddamn ball around like we did today. You know, it was fucking, fucking great. You know, that's a great fucking day today. You know, coaching, man. Coaching goes so fucking Thanks. far. You know, so fucking far. You know, oh my God. Oh my God. This is only two weeks of them coaching the team, you know. And really, if, you, if, you, if we threw the ball around last week, we, we, we could have won the game last week. But they, they ain't want to throw the goddamn ball, you know. But hey, that's it's coaching, you know. It's just saying, nah, I ain't going. Ain't, Steve Wilson said we ain't going out like that. We going out, goddamn saying, goddamn it, fuck it. Either goddamn gonna be touchdown, goddamn not the way of interception, goddamn it, fuck it. with Pete. Then PJ played a motherfucking game today. That pass to goddamn Tommy Tremble, all those passes were some nice passes, man. Man, he was throwing some dimes today, man. Look. <laughs> And you could tell even with the, uh, Steve was at the press conference, he was geeked up, you know, come out the got that locker room. Here yeah, them boys geeked up, them boys geeked up today. You know what I'm saying? No J C Horn, no Jeremy Chen. Don't matter. Motherfucking coaching, goddammit. What's that thing of the call? I guess. Heard up. Oh, oh. Goddamn. <laughs> hey, Phil Stone. hey Steve was so Phil Stone. Hey man, it's hold my beer. <laughs> Hold my beer at the house on the goddamn couch, motherfucker. And let me show you how the goddamn truck is goddamn defense, motherfucker. That's the goddamn defense today. Didn't matter who was out there. They was on the goddamn ball. That's coaching. That's practicing, goddammit. I'm excited. I don't want to hear nothing about that goddamn draft, none of that bullshit. And then let me see got goddamn Matt Corral goddamn sitting in the, in, in the wayside. You know, I'm feeling good. But it's like that defense playing. Shit, I'm feeling real good. I'm feeling real motherfucking good. Shout out to yeah, yeah, everybody part of C3 Podcast. Shout out to the motherfucking G-Baby, the motherfucking GOAT. 
you know, when you come in here, make sure you hit the motherfucking like button. Make That's sure right. you, you got them subscribed. You know what I'm saying? It's a, good, it's a great goddamn Sunday. It's a great Look, I'm Sunday. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Keep power. They got them. The Sea Dog 1983. We up, goddammit. Steve Wilson, a, a great fucking job today. All the coaches. This whole week, coaches, period, man. Great yeah. fucking job. Keep pounding, baby. Keep pounding. Everybody have a great day. See, uh, CK. You, when you mentioned earlier how, you know, we think about the podcast, us not doing the same thing over and over, you feel the energy, man, and sure. the cat calls, even from people that are normally, like, down in Dude. the dumps about it, bro, people bro, are bro. feeling good. We got John Jenkins got screaming PJ the Walker Wonder. Dude, it feels good. Dude, I got to tell you what, man, it feels good for a couple of reasons. It feels good to be unified as a Panthers fan base for the first time yes. in a long time, dude. Yes. Like, and I know not everybody agrees VJ is the answer, and I'm not saying that he is because I'm not ready to take on that uh, receipts later on when he turns out not to be the guy. But right now, like, we are excited. I know that G Baby's maybe the lone survivor as far as the people who are maybe less than ideal uh, or feel like this is a less than ideal circumstance to run into, but. Damn, I'm. It's been a while since I felt the fan base feel like a family again, man, and it feels yeah. like a family today. Yeah, get in these yeah. calls, folks. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. We want you here on the good days, not just the bad days. Greg, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say I don't know if he. The, I would call the ones who are still in the mindset of temporary expectations a minority. Here, I, I think there's still a lot of people out there like that, but you're right. It does feel good to, to like, I feel like it's like I said, it's a conundrum. Like, do I want to enjoy the games and, and, and pull for the team or do I want to play for the future? Like, I, I'm, I'm stuck in that spot. Um, but having a winning culture, looking like we're having a winning culture is a good sign moving forward no matter what the future holds with our draft pick. Or who Again, uh, so, we are going to get the draft pick. We're going to get the draft pick that right. we're going to get. You know you what I'm saying? It's like, I'm now, I will, I mean, I do uh, advocate for, look, I'm, I'm still surprised about this crazy report about turning down two first. That one's wild to me in this moment, um, especially before this game, right? Like now, now, I mean, what's the price of Brian Burns after this game? Five first, you know? Um, <laughs> but here, I'm just saying this, is like we were bad enough to earn the first pick until this week right or like and we still are to be honest you know we're still not out of that right you know it's like i'm not expecting this team to reel off 11 straight but hey if it happens we will get the draft pick we're gonna get no matter what so let's go out there and let's just have some fun or at least for me good god this was this win right here made it so i can get through how now we got 10 games i can almost I got what another five losses in a row before I need another one of these. <laughs> like, that's imagine, not... <laughs> like, uh, like seriously, imagine how miserable. For five weeks. Imagine yeah. how miserable it was about to be if literally the only thing that we have to look forward to is tanking, is losing every game for a number one pick, where like there really isn't one like have to have super stud that oh, checks every gosh. box there is so, somebody there there's somebody there there always is okay, somebody there but you can't tell me what it is 
I don't give a shit. I don't care about those people, though. I don't care. I'm telling you, none of these guys are worthy of that. Have to have, must draft them right now. There's not a defensive end in there. There's somebody in there that y'all are going to be like, oh, my God, he's a generational talent. Everybody's talking about Will Anderson, the defensive end from Alabama, but he has a lot of detractors that kind of feel similar to what we say about Brian Burns, that he's not quite big enough to – to anchor against the run and bull rush people consistently. I don't necessarily believe that about him yet. I haven't done my full evaluations on all these players yet. Look at but this. Dude, the draft is, nerd telling a, us not to care about the draft. There isn't a better season for the Carolina Panthers to become a Cinderella story than sure. this one. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. I'm going to get Cody, you believing you won't Cody's a body snatch. I'm going to start calling you body Mr. Snatch. Scrooge over there. No, no, no. I'm, a, I'm actually here. Scrooge. You know what? Today, we beat the Buccaneers. We injected a little bit of happiness into my Sundays. We made the season more manageable for the C3 Panthers podcast. We potentially ruined Tom Brady's entire marriage <laughs> for a football season that does not that wasn't worth it think about this it's one thing to throw your whole marriage away for a chance to go win the super bowl he threw his whole marriage away for to lose to the one of the worst teams in the league the panthers baby let's go take that you cheaters cheaters never win dude uh 252 hey guys hope you're having a good one uh, great game. It was a well-balanced game. The first well-balanced game in the whole year. I mean, it's pretty much, they pretty much did what fans were asking them to do. Spread the ball around, mm-hmm. have a balance of the uh, pass and run, uh, you know, be able to give the ball to different playmakers and not just one player. Um, you know, definitely am going to miss CMC. Mm-hmm. Uh, really sucks that he went to the 49ers, but you know, I definitely think we made the right move with uh, trading him to build. But uh, really great game. I don't see that, uh, you know, the Bucks obviously had a lot of missed opportunities. I don't see us doing that with uh, other, uh, you know, the Falcons. Or I don't even see us doing that to the Bucks again. They'll get it right. I mean, they definitely have a whole banged-up secondary, banged-up offensive line, missed opportunities. So, you know, they just had a – they had a Panther game. <laughs> so um, definitely feel like even if we get a couple wins, they're still going to be in the top uh, three. There's three franchise quarterbacks in the draft. So don't worry, Panther fans. We're going to get our quarterback. But I just want to, uh, to continue to continue to see um, Deontay Foreman run the ball, get the ball to Terrace Marshall, Tommy Tremble, DJ Moore is finally getting the ball more. You know, I want us to compete, but don't win too many games. All right, guys. Hope you have a great Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's keep well, rocking. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Ding wait. dong, Matt no, Rule. No, hang on. No, because I was Matt. fully, fully going to give Greg the opportunity. If he found a clip of me saying what he said, I said, I was going to let him play it and dunk on me. Greg, You're what right. did I actually say about Will Greer? I cannot dunk on you on this. However, I do. I, I don't know why this specific comment stuck out in my head, but I didn't remember once part of the comment. I said, "You said that." I could share the clip actually. But you said that Tepper says uh, spent money to ensure that we have a premium insurance policy 
for Cam Newton. Right. So you didn't say he'd be a premium NFL talent. You said he'd be a premium insurance policy. Right. That was my mistake on that one. I just remember you calling him premium. That was why I was like, wait a second. I, I know you said that. he's premium. I you know, definitely said premium. premium. And, and by yeah. the way, a lot of people did. Ding dong, Matt Rule. Sorry, sorry. This- no, I'm, I'm done. People were high on Will Greer, but dude, he sucks. Whatever. Let's go. I wasn't. Thanks, Greg. Um, I appreciate that honesty, man. You're the man. Of course. Oh, yeah. Ding dong, Matt Rule's gone. This team looks 200% better already. Go Panthers. Yep. I believe so I told you that night. last week. <laughs> I told you that last week. I know everybody was crapping on them, but I thought like the Panthers overall performed like one of the more enjoyable watching watch games last week. This week, we just made some downfield plays. Dude, we did everything well today. Hey, and I'm actually uh, kind of... Um, what I'm most impressed is that we ran the ball so well. And not because we didn't have Christian, which I think, I mean, Christian is still incredible, so I don't want to take one thing away from him. But uh, the Bucks' defense is good, or it was at the beginning. You know I mean? Uh, hey, how about, how about this? DJ Moore is the number one wide receiver, and we have still not seen the best of him. Right. DJ Moore, that, pa- that pass in the back of the end zone, Dude, the pass that he made on the sidelines. I mean, he. Dude. I mean, he was all over the place, dude. DJ today. Moore is the man, and he has been the most underserviced wide receiver in the NFL since the moment that he was drafted, dude. Mm-hmm. I hear no other discussions of it. DJ Moore is the man. We were Look reminded. We were reminded of what he's capable of doing, and man, if PJ can continue to air it out, dude, it, DJ Moore. How about this? You were talking about who could you, you can trade for what? DJ Moore is maybe the most valuable asset on this team. Because no matter who your Crazy. quarterback is going forward, you're going to need DJ Moore. More than Brian Burns? They're like number one and number two. And right now, I'd probably put DJ a little bit higher. Why? Because his offense? Well, because More his consist- offense, but mm-hmm. also because mm-hmm. no, literally if you draft a quarterback or go at Corral or summon one from the dark abyss, you're going to have to have a wide receiver that can make the plays. And DJ right. Moore is him. He is him. Yeah. So let's go. You know, one place where we won this game this week, and you can look, you know, I was talking in the chat, the, the four-horseman chat we have while the game was going on. We went up 14-3. And it was going into the end of the third quarter. I said, all right, we're conservative the rest of the game. Watch. And then we had that, what, six or seven play drive where he threw that beautiful touchdown pass to Tommy Trimble. And it, it proved me wrong. And that was the difference in the game this week. Ben McAdoo called a good lead. game today. Yeah. That, 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 that one drive was the best-looking drive we've had all season long. We looked like a football team that knew what we were doing, had a plan, and was executing it. That one drive. This is what happens when you run the ball effectively enough – that then you can pass the, and your gives your offensive line um, a fair chance of having a good game against the defense where they don't just pin their ears back and come after the quarterback every time. Like PJ Walker had time enough to make some threat. We had time for the routes to develop. And the one thing I thought today is that I saw a lot of space in the mm-hmm. field. Spacing was good. I feel like sometimes it's like everybody is all around where we're trying to do something. So it's like, oh, this whole play was designed to do this. And then their whole team is over there. This time I felt like, man, these wide receivers had a chance. The quarterback had a chance. 
I don't. I wonder if that comes back to the under center comment that was made and what that just does in the NFL. It's it's just clear in the NFL you cannot run entirely mm-hmm. out of shotgun. Right. They're they're just too good. They're too good to. Um. But I I would I'd be interested. We need to get some defensive guys talking about that. Maybe some offensive guys who say how it frustrates. Uh, the defense. The number is 252 What's going on, y'all? This is Darius from Raleigh. And Darius? I just want to say great team win, great team win, great team win. And I want to dedicate this win to all the people out there that wanted us to tank because it's proven tanking does not work in the NFL. The facts are on our roster. We have Baker Mayfield, number one overall pick, mm-hmm. and Sam Darnold, the number three overall pick. Right. Tanking does not work. We can still find a good quarterback in next year's draft. I'm just happy for a team win. And we're only one game back in the division. I'm always root for this team to win. And I, I hate to say it, if you continuously root for this team to lose, I just can't call you a real fan because tanking does not work in the NFL. Let's keep pounding. Um, a nice call. Here, I'm gonna give you the applause. Yeah, because I like uh, someone that's gonna that has a position, right? Uh, let me see. I just sure. PJ Walker's. Uh, this, somebody brought this up in the chat. Is uh, how t- who's taller, Baker or PJ? PJ's listed at five eleven. Haven't seen any batted passes. Interesting. Hmm. 5'11", so maybe, I don't know, it's like it's not just a height thing. No, because I, I think, go... uh, what's his name, Josh Allen's number two in the league, and he's 6'5". Oh, okay. So um, I want to go back to the tanking call. Uh, I think he, he brings up a good point, right, is like is that the sport of, of football requires so many players to be good. Right. It's even unlike, ba- like you would think that baseball is the next most difficult one in some ways because – there are so many people that have to contribute in so many different ways throughout a game and throughout a season, like one player. But they, a lot of people think one pitcher and one hitter can do it. In football, the quarterback and defensive ends are the only ones that can really maybe, I think, change the game so much that you could say one player is import, that important. It just requires so many. There's so many moving parts. And I think what the real thing is is this, is that getting your number one pick – Getting the pick, the best player in the draft, can significantly improve your team if it works. Um, but I think the cost of tanking, like the psychological and the emotional yeah. cost that you give, are not always worth the risk because the one player often doesn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, is there so many times where that one player could have done it, but he didn't? Right. You can also get your teammates hurt. Like if you don't, if you don't make the right blocking assignment, if you throw a, a pass at the wrong place and get your receiver let up. I mean, look, CK knows my thoughts on tanking. You do it from the front office. You don't do it by the coaches and the players on the football field. And I think you can make the argument that the Eagles did that kind of recently, and now they're looking good. But overall, the song remains the same. I'm just happy that we won a game and I'd prefer us to start winning rather than losing for 
you know, some number one overall pick. Like I'm just, I'm 100% on the caller's side. We're not tanking. The first, yeah. And, you know, we should probably even start to um, temper our, what we call it, like the front office tanking, what we're talking about. Because I agree with you, Cody, right? Is there's a difference between, and we didn't put together a roster on purpose this year to tank. That's the other thing. I think another thing of tanking would be like going into the season, not thinking you're good enough. So you don't really even invest in that season. So I think we tried honestly to put together a good football team this year and it just didn't work out to this point. So I don't think we tanked before we even got started. So that would be one question about what tanking is. The other is I, I I don't even know if your front office tanking when you just take good deals for your team in the future. Right. So I mean, like, is like, I don't think that's tanking. If somebody calls up and says, Hey, we'll do this because we're trying to make a run. And you guys from the outside, doesn't look like you got, you got to, it's going to happen this season. You should listen to all those calls. Like you would not be doing your due diligence in your job. If somebody called up about Shaq and you could say, Hey, well, this is a position we're going to have to replace in the future. We can make like that's that just being it. a good general manager. Yeah. And so I think really if you're you're gonna get the draft pick you deserve. So like, hey, it's not it's not like even hamstringing Steve Wilkes. It's just like, hey, man, they offered us two first. That's why I still can't believe this. Brian Burns. They must Dude. I, don't I like know. I like it's what you said right there. Because draft picks are like presidents. We always get the one we deserve. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer in that. And I'm a firm believer that, um, you know, this team is now in a position to evaluate its talent, but also build something back up that we haven't had in forever, forever. And, 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 you know, that's, that's really important. Um, You know, I'm, I'm looking at this football team and I'm also looking at the front office and saying, you're right, Tony, that they didn't really commit to any kind of tank like you knew that you were trying to offload christian mccaffrey and we were able to get back literally all of the draft that we had lost on quarterbacks and just other dumb stuff robbie anderson was because he was just a cancer to the locker room and we we couldn't have him in there anymore fighting our coaches every time he doesn't get his way however many touches or whatever so uh, even from a front office perspective Everything that we've done doesn't really say tanking either. We've actually made the team better in a way. Absolutely. Right. And Federer um, deserves some, some credit for this, should we not? We've all been wondering about Federer and, all oh, what was his decision? What did he actually do with the quarterbacks? Is David Tepper telling him what to do? I think Fitterer uh, has done a good job the past two weeks. We need you guys to jump in this conversation. Are you happy today about today's win? Um, just for the sake of winning, do you think it means something positive going forward for this season? Or do you cautiously or in the secret in the back of your mind say this win was hollow calories, empty calories, and just a momentary a moment of happiness that could potentially play us out of that first round draft pick? I want you guys to let us know by calling in at 252-228-5098. Let's keep the longest-running Panthers podcast, the post-game show, popping in moments of despair, moments of happiness, 
Moments everywhere. Let's go to the next call. Hey guys, uh, it was a it was fun to watch. You know, I wasn't expecting much going into this game. You know, obviously the big news out the week, uh, and I mean, I think it kind of helped us. Unfortunately, I know it's just one game, but I mean, the defense can't guess that McCaffrey's going to get the ball every play, so PJ's forced to look around, and I think it worked out well in our favor this week. I was honestly was baffled at a lot of them. That first half was slow, though. It was painful to watch, but defense held their ground. Offense came back and actually scored some points for us, so... uh solid win uh i don't know if that's going to affect our chances of getting a new quarterback but i'm not really caring to see a quarterback right now i mean we got what four options at this point so i mean we just got to keep taking it week by week and see how well everybody works well with each other um uh appreciate you guys have a good one bye appreciate you man yeah hell yeah uh shout out to nick montero our boy from mass Helping us out, man. Not only is he a super fan, but he gives a dollar ninety nine super chat. Said, "Witness the Walker Wonder make makes DJ great again." We should have made uh, we should have been uh, wearing hats that said "Make DJ Great Again." <laughs> PJ makes DJ great again. That's a, there's there's your little uh, sticker you could make. PJ makes DJ great again. Um, the number is 252-228-5098. I want the callers to get in on this, and I'm going to ask you guys this question. If Steve Wilkes wins three more games, does that mean that Matt Rule was the biggest fraud in the history of football? Do we Maybe not history. Be, like, do I mean, even, do no, does it really just mean he's a – does it uh, – I'm not ready to say. I mean, like I would, I would say, this yeah. is part of part rules team. You know, he was instrumental in assembling this squad. They just didn't. He couldn't ever get the wins with them this year. Right. But so I'm not ready to say that this win alone. How about what this? would it take yeah, to I mean, what would it take to be indisputable evidence to you guys that Matt Rule was well, a fraud? I've already but, got it. So hard. Oh, <laughs> I think we've. Yeah, I think I, there's. It, yeah. It's indisputable Man, that's now. So mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, dude, this? I can I can get a box of Legos without without a pattern or something like a, a map to draw to make whatever we make and make something amazing, you know. But if you give somebody a box of Legos and they can't make something really cool and they're just not good at what they do, and that's what Matt Rule was. He was given a box of Legos and you can make some really cool shit with it, but he couldn't put a winning team together. Yeah, and, and we always underachieved according to our talent. Wow. Like you know, when you when you compare it to our talent. And by the way, like I'm a firm believer that Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold were Matt Rule picks. That Matt Rule and Phil Snow were the ones that wanted these clowns to come in and be quarterback. And you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh like Greg here and put my tinfoil hat and go all conspiracy. I think Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold are more healthier than they let on. Cool. And I think they're just like, nah. Oh, I know for Sam. It. I know with Sam. Absolutely. Oh, man. I know and that so, with Sam. So I fact, also know that this team, I think they've f- faked or uh, embellished Sam's injury last year when they put him right. on iron. So oh, if, yeah. if, if, yeah. if, let me ask you this, Tony, if Matt Rule was still here, who do you think he's playing? PJ Walker or Sam Darnold? Sam Darnold. Absolutely. 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 So to me, I don't need I don't need any more proof, man. Like obviously, I know. You know I, I, I mean, guys, fraud's such a hard word. I like the how funny you guys are so confident. 
PJ Walker was not going to be on this team if uh, Sam Darnold and Matt Corral didn't get injured. He was going to be cut. He was not going to well, be he on this team. Should have been. Well, didn't he go to the practice squad and we we brought him up no. after the injury? No. Oh, okay. I thought he did. No, no. He well, we didn't have any. You don't have a practice squad until the set regular season starts. Okay. I like yeah, this so, comment. Marcus Butler says he didn't practice too many offense. Obviously, so he's a fraud. Oh, yeah, no. he, he is a snake oil salesman. And that's what he did. He sold David Tepper a big, shiny vat of snake oil. Well, no that's more. crazy. It's crazy that, that is, you can pull that off. Yeah. It's crazy that the whole world gets so baited into these things, too. It's not like just Tepper. He had the whole football world. Like, look, the Giants were about to hire him. I and mean, it's not just the, like, I mean, he was interviewing with the Jets before, the year before. Um, Man, it's crazy. What, you know, maybe we should be celebrating him as the greatest. Like, then maybe they'll make a movie about him, like the a great right. heist in the future. It's like he, it's like a, you see somebody win. He stole $64 million in the middle of the night from David Tepper. Um, Netflix special to come. The number's 252-228-5098. I got another good coaching comment after this call about the defense. Hey, guys. Uh, it was a it was fun to watch, you know. I wasn't expecting much going into this game, you know. I think heard this one. Obviously, the big news out the week. Uh, and, we I mean, I think it kind of helped. The last call? Did we hear it sounded like it to me. I could be wrong, but that sounds okay. like right. I'm, I'm I'm not pro, I'm prone to playing the same call twice. I gotta just move through them on my phone. Chuck in Elizabeth City. Hey guys, Chuck from Elizabeth City, up, aka up? Carolina Sports Guy. I tell you what, it's been down and out week. It's been tough, and I knew McCaffrey would probably be traded, and I understand what we got for him. I just take the fact it was the freaking 40 faggots. I cannot stand that mm. franchise and that fan base. But looking at today's game, Ouch. I know a lot of P.J. Walker fans are going to be uh, happy and all this. We need a quarterback, and I think we need a center. I, I like what Bozeman gave today, but I, I think that's two big positions of need on this team. I like where we're at on defense. I like the fact we're holding ground, guys, and it's a good win today. And it just goes to show you the way Tampa's struggling and the Saints, we play our cards right, we build this team right. You know, we're just probably chasing Atlanta, and Atlanta's not that far ahead. We can rebuild quickly, and we got some good pieces in play. So let's let's just turn it over and make it competent. I was ready to get rid of Federer and get a new head coach. Still think we definitely need a new head coach, but maybe Federer can stay. Uh, but keep pounding, guys. This is a epitome of Panther football today. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is really good in news. Um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire just ran in a touchdown to take 21 to 13 lead over the San Francisco 49ers. And Christian McCaffrey's debut, not going to call him what? Chuck I came out there firing shots. Um, when it comes to this team, I guess, look. I think he means uh, he brought up a good point about the stability of the team going forward in the next year. We're not in a we're not a talentless, devoid roster. And one of the things I heard prior to uh, today, because Bozeman started, so I think this messes up this quote that we had the entire starting offensive line under contract. 
So you don't have to worry about adding. I mean, you want to add, you're going to add, you're going to add through the draft, but you're not in a position where you have to find an answer and create a new line. Basically there's some continuity going into next season. So then adding a center, a guy who could be like one of those third round guys who can turn into one of those premier centers in the league. That's where you get a premier center is like in the third round and they're great. Uh, you don't draft them in the first round. That's for sure. See them. You can, can. can happen. What's that? <laughs> what do you do? Somebody put somebody put it in the chat. CMC was a cancer. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, I, you know, I will say this. It removed the crutch. It removed it because for, for yeah. so long, yeah. we have been so dependent upon Christian McCaffrey Man, to be the end of, all, of our offense. Yeah, because now you're not dependent on one dude. You're not splitting so many reps. Or you're not having to force feed him the football. Like, we, you know, but you're also celebrating the fact that we just fed DJ again. You know what I'm saying? He had 10 targets today, and the next one was three to Terrence Marshall. So you're like, I mean, you can't like say, hey, uh, overfeed one dude was a problem, but now I've been happy. We're now over, we're back to overfeeding DJ. Because one of them produced more points than the other. Yeah. And the problem is, you could have, you could have done both. You could have, DJ could have still gotten 12 targets a game. And right. CMC played yeah. as many snaps as he did, you know, like it, I don't know why taking CMC away all of a sudden opened DJ up so much more, but he was always there. It's kind of a conundrum too, that having usually sometimes I've heard people talk about this with number one wide receivers uh, that you go to them too much. And a lot of people would point to Cam's best season in 2015 was the year he didn't have Kelvin Benjamin and the year before we had Kelvin Benjamin and the year after I think we had Kelvin Benjamin and it just like Cam seemed to like feel obligated to go to him. The game plan felt obligated to go to him. And some of these guys, some, some people I've heard that say that running quarter or more mobile quarterbacks thrive with um, receivers that don't need to be the singular focal point of the game because the game's going to be more fluid because you're running around, you're doing different things. And some people have pointed to Lamar Jackson never having a number one in that case. So it's just kind of crazy having the greatest player sometimes funnels your game plan too much. Uh, I I hear you, and I think that there is truth to that. Uh, But I think Josh Allen, who is a very mobile quarterback, benefits very heavily from having Stephon Diggs. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he doesn't overgrow. It's not like so. I mean, you always see other people getting involved in that. Yeah, that, oh, yeah. In that absolutely. passing game. Yeah. So that's yeah, the key. I mean, is also kind of a unicorn. On those must have it plays where you need a big time player to make a big time play, that's when it helps to have a, a, a game changer on your offense, a true number one wide receiver. I'm a firm believer that that is what DJ Moore is and, and that he's going to have the type of career turnaround that say deandre hopkins did nobody thought deandre was tops until he had a top quarterback throwing him the football dude i'm telling you continue to build continue to put talent on this team and dj moore is going to continue to ascend you got to wonder too if it's got a little bit to do with the quarterback in the situation not always like maybe some quarterbacks do better with a guy that they have that 
uh, that rapport with. I mean, I think, look, Aaron Rodgers, you guys were just talking about how he looked cooked. And Green Bay lost to the Commanders today. But, like, uh, when he had, uh, what's his name, Adams, like maybe he's just a player that does better when he's got a guy that he knows with. And then some other quarterbacks might thrive in situations where they don't have that. So, I mean, it's just – now, Christian McCaffrey, though, was – if what if Kyle Shanahan, though, cracks the code? He If anybody can crack the code of Christian McCaffrey, it's Kyle Shanahan. And I feel like this is that the other coordinators, we've just never been able to figure out just the perfect Christian, like the perfect amount of Christian. It's almost like if, uh, if you guys have, if you guys cook, uh, when you cook like Asian food, there's one of the ingredients is used is sesame oil. And it's like awesome. It does like something amazing to the food. But if you put too much in there, you are going to like, it's like, and it's like just, uh, it could be two drops too much. It's like, it's perfect until it's not. And almost like is, was Christian McCaffrey felt like that for so many coordinators we've had to this point. The numbers two, five, two, 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 eight, 50, 98. Let's go to the next call. Everybody's at you Lincoln. So one day that I'm moving and that I fall off watching my Panthers get stopped is when they kick a team's ass. What the hell? I didn't even listen to it on the radio or anything. I was just like, I'm just going to listen to a podcast, and I'll look at the replay and cry later after I'm done with my move. Well, <clears throat> whoops. So I'm going to look at the gameplay, and hopefully NFL Network is streaming it sometime this week. So I can um, watch the actual game because damn, I must have missed a lot. But uh, look forward to hearing what you guys are talking about on podcast. I'm watching it live right now. Um, uh, keep pounding, and what the hell do we have as a team? This is a uh, real interesting. Thank you for the call. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Real interesting conversation being held right here in the chat right now about Bradley Bozeman and the run game. Uh, so it's a, a, a few people are talking about how Bradley Bozeman finally gets the start and we run the ball effectively in this game and without Christian McCaffrey against a Tampa Bay defense that's been very good against the run this season. Tony, this is how I know that Matt Rule is a fraud. This is how I know. This is one of the many reasons how I know, but it's definitely one of the main ones. You brought in Bradley Bozeman in free agency to be that big, strong, stout center that he was last year with Baltimore. Baltimore fans did not want to lose Bradley Bozeman. But because of that, to quote Pat Coltrane, that nephutism, they brought in Pat Elfline and Matt Rule essentially made this man play. Now, they didn't want to mess up the congruency last week, but I think because of Pat Elfline's injury, this is a perfect opportunity, and it was, to show the world that Bradley Bozeman is the best center on our roster. He provides more. He's bigger and stronger. He needs to be the starting center for the Carolina Panthers like he always should have been. Cover me for a half second. My kid's not going Yeah, man. It's, no, what do you I, guys I I agree with you 100% there, Cody. That, that, Like I said, I was in the camp with you of I believed he was a fraud. I think from the beginning, but I knows that I believe he was a fraud. But that was one of the biggest questions is why the hell do you trade for players you don't play? 
You know, we always had questions of him, right. you know, questioning shortness of arms and not playing players you drafted. And okay, there's an excuse for that. But why the hell do you not play players that you trade for? Like, it makes no sense at all to trade for a player and not play him. And, and I agree with you 100%. That's the dumbest thing ever, right. man. And it's showing why. Infuriating. Infuriating. I mean, and I do, if you don't think that those two things are, are tied together, that we, so by the way, I said 169, uh, and that clip, uh, Wilkes said 173. So 173 rushing yards, running back by committee. You had Deontay as your one, you had Chuba as your number two, and look what you were able to do, man. Our, our, um, our offensive line just takes off. This is, is absolutely the perfect thing. And, and I think that was the big reason why this W was a big time shot in the arm today. Like, because that running game was able to kick, they had mm-hmm. to respect the run, and that allowed us to be more potent and take chances downfield from PJ to DJ. Yeah, I agree. I think, uh, I think that uh, we saw the field open up a little bit more uh, when you have the running back by committee. The the defense I think a lot was had to spread out more, and that gave the 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 wide receivers a little more space out and in, in the back. They they gave the 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 running backs a little bit more uh, to 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 move with. Um, and and I hate to say subscribe, you know, addition by subtraction as so many people have, but as of right now, we haven't had such a dominant performance as we did today on offense, and it's hard to argue the results, even with our win against the Saints. It was all defense. There was no real excitement with regard to our, our our offense, even with the win against the Saints. This is the first time our offense put together a complete team or a complete win. And what is the one thing we have been pining over is to have when our offense plays well, to have our defense play well at the same time. This is the first time in I don't even know how long that I felt like that was something that we saw. It's incredible. We held the Bucks scoreless essentially yeah no touchdowns only three times in tom brady's history has he been held oh this low in his history we, of playing the game and regular season games we haven't talked about this that big time mike evans miss or the drop Ooh. at the very start of the game where it hit mike evans oh, right yeah. in the I hands i mentioned Le- it, yeah. didn't that remind you of uh, a couple of years ago julio jones Matt Ryan threw a beautiful pass to him. It was like damn near in the back of the end zone, and Julio just dropped it and boggled it. Like to me, it had a lot of those vibes uh, when that happened. You'd love to see. I tell you one thing is, uh, Julio never cut catches them touchdowns, man. And Julio hurt, or like I think he had he was has he even played what one game this year? He's barely played any ball. He has played, yeah, but not he caught him. I saw, I yeah, that, and I saw him make a giant, like a great play. The one he got hurt on, he like made it. It was a fantastic catch. Still Julio, fast as the Julio. wind. He's just never available and never catches touchdowns. Mm-hmm. That's incredible that this this team played so well. And actually, mm-hmm. I won't say every phase of the Shy Smith. Got to be can't no more punt return. No, sorry, <laughs> bringing back too many vibes. A Philly Brown back there, of that white Brenton Burson kid mm-hmm. back there, just making dumb decisions. When Phil, when Shy almost jumped on the ball, did you see that? It's like yeah. a punt. It like in and he did jump on the ball. Yeah, it was yeah. Stupid. What what the hell? 
like you just let it go if you're not going to catch it you got to let it go you don't have to there's no choice it wasn't even near you it wasn't going to touch you by accident you know what i'm saying like he just thought it was weird i'm i'm a fan of his physical talent oh no oh yeah but 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 what can i say he went to school at south carolina bro so he's a little bit behind the curve, if you know what I'm saying. So, <laughs> hey, man, I guess we'll have to pray for him. Okay. Uh, the number is 252-228-5098. Please, uh, I don't want this show to end that quickly. Like this game, the show's going by too fast. People are too happy here. Get on with us. The couch is the celebratory couch. Get there. <laughs> Call in 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the conversation. What's up, C3 Podcast? This is the Ken of G. Panthers Dan, how y'all doing today? Of course, y'all are doing excellent because I'm doing wonderful. Uh, we got a great one. I just want to address the fan base that still believe in this, u- this is unicorn called tanking. <laughs> oh, God. Listen, people, this is never a thing. Players are never going to put what's best for the organization above their particular money. <laughs> they got a test of incentives and bonuses. Everybody that you saw when these folks was drafted in that room, I'm sure they're paying a few of those bills. So they're trying to get those bonuses. They're trying to get those incentives. They're trying to get their money up. So, yeah, <laughs> players do not tank. And as far as the coaching situation, do you think this guy is going to just lay down no, nope. and not get a coaching job when he, you know, what I'm saying, because if it's not for the Panthers, if he gets his wins up, somebody's going to hire him. So let's 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 lose that. Another thing is this: if we can be something now, hot damn it, let's be it now. Ah, darn! I mean, we already got two first round draft pick quarterbacks that are bust on our team. These people do not prove out. We got lucky with Cam. <laughs> and he really never got a ring. You know, and that's not taking away from anything that he has done. But believe me, you know what I'm saying? He's my favorite quarterback. But situation is what it is, that these first-round drafted quarterbacks do not prove out like that. They just don't. Look at Kyler Murray. Does he seem the happiest right now? <laughs> so, and, 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 and get this, too. If we be what we're going to be right now, we may be able to entertain a, a pissed off Kyler or Lamar Jackson at the end of the season. And we still draft the quarterback, but that, in that case, we're not really depending on that first rounder to just be our savior at that time. Totally. You know what I mean? Let's do the smart. You know what I'm saying? Because we wanted to be content. We wanted to talk that junk, right? I'd rather, I'd rather be able to hold my head up high and talk junk to these Saints fans, these Bucks fans, and all that other stuff. Yep. They're just waiting for a first-round draft pick to come save me. Tell them. Keep pounding. Always. Pounding. Oh, I felt that one. I felt that one. We ain't looking for no first-round pick to save us. We can save our damn selves. I like that shit. And I don't care what y'all say. I believe in Matt Corral. I'm not going to take those preseason games against him. I'm not taking the fact that he was a third-round quarterback against him. That's our future. Until something else says different, bro. We got the W. Now we need to pull for more. PJ needs to do his damn thing. Matt Corral needs to get healthy. And boy, these Panthers can roll, baby. Let's go. 
I uh, love the call. I uh, love the points you guys are making. I uh, just disagree with one thing that you're saying, Cooney. And that is, I actually like your confidence in your evaluation of Matt Corral. I like that. But if you were just being appointed GM of this team, you, Cody Lashney, and you did not pick Matt Corral, you you could not go into next season with that being the plan. Him you have starting, to evaluate the talent you have on the roster. You could not. A- you cannot, and do in good faith to your organization going forward with top five pick, go into next season saying uh, we we think we have the answer on the roster. You, there's like, no way. How about this though? What, Coming what off if, an injury. Okay. How, how about this? Do you have so, to take a quarterback? What if you're not number one? What if you're not number one and you don't have a chance at CJ Stroud or Bryce Young? Are you just taking the never the the next best Joe Snow who you who you're hoping can turn it around? At that point, maybe you do add more talent and see what you do have in Matt. Corral. What do you do at the quarterback position in 2023 then? Well, it depends on what kind of year he has, man. Like, no, no, I mean you can't walk into the season with just naming Matt Corral the starter without you haven't coming off an injury like what else are you going to do you're just going to have him at p like Matt, what Matt that, they can't DJ. you can't go into that season with, with that being the plan for a new head coach i mean welcome uh, welcome to the league bro here is a guy that you didn't draft who's coming off of an injury who has never played in the nfl let's see what we got with him so what would imagine you what the season would look like like you would have to go you would have to go and get a free agent <laughs> Or you do have you to... think that either Sam Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield would be willing to re-sign here for pennies on the dollar? Do you want one of them to re-sign for pennies no. on the dollar? <laughs> well, then what idea. would you do? I mean, it's like a, you can't say you can't say these kind of things and then not actually be willing to commit to the plan that would require it to happen. I mean, maybe, but yeah. again, like. Yeah, like what kind of NFL head coach is going to come in here and say that's the play? Like you want me to do that? If PJ Walker plays well the rest of the year, oh my god, maybe it's not such a stretch to say, okay, we got the rookie that we drafted, and, and PJ Walker has has made some headway, you know, and he Crazy. put us in the position. This that is sleight of hand, CK. Yeah, Cody is doing sleight of hand right now because that's just not realistic. It's not realistic to even Give think that you could. Give me a more realistic answer, Tony. What's a better, more realistic answer? Are you reaching for just whatever quarterback is 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 available? Just whoever's there. I I think it's not fair to answer that question right now because it's all situational, right? Yeah, I, and I would but say like, this is I think they're the top three. Everybody, you guys keep throwing some other names like a top three, like the third guy might not be that far from the first Levis. two guys, right? So I will say that. The other thing is more, I'm more interested in this is like how you justify next season, how you don't call that a tank, how you could even say Matt Corral has, like it's just not even, it's not a good situation for anybody, for the coach, for the quarterback, the plan for that season. Right. And if you really do believe in Matt Corral that much, you're going to have to then sign someone to a one-year deal. That's what I would do. I would sign and like is like none of these multi-year deals, none of this shit. So you got one year, you're going to be the starter for the first five games, and then we're going to put Matt Corral in. 
or Matt Corral is going to beat you out in camp. But you can't just walk into the season with Matt Corral and P.J. Walker. That would be fucking lunacy, dude. Let's do um, it. Matt Corral season, baby. Let's go. All right, here. Let me see. I'm going to skip up to witness the Walker wonder. We got some good calls coming in. Uh, I also want to tease this for the callers. We've talked so much about Wilkes, and I want my panel to think on this, the coaching improvement with Wilkes. This defense held Tampa Bay to three points today. Al Holcomb calling the defense without J.C. Horn, without some key, without Jeremy Chin. Was Phil Snow over? Was was he fraud? Was he fraudulent in a way? And maybe maybe that's too harsh. But like, has the defense improved? Addition by subtraction in the coaching aspect. There are no three three five stack. If I'm if I can remember correctly, let's go to the next call. Hey, guys, it's John Jenkins again. And first off, this has got to be my favorite episode ever of the C3 post-game show. Uh, anyway. I know. It's like basking. I just want to say I, I had a simple observation about P.J. Walker. I know that I'm a little biased, but I took my kids to go see the Vikings game last year. Lots of binoculars. And I was watching the sideline. I was watching the team chemistry, I guess, between who was hanging around Sam Darnold, who was the starting quarterback at that time, and who P.J. Walker was hanging around. And there were like five or six guys just like chatting it up with P.J., and Sam was usually by himself or with the QB coach. So there is something about P.J. Like the guys respond to him. And, I mean, I saw that in the XFL which is why I've been on his, you know, <laughs> been leading the charge for quite some time now. But anyway, that's just an observation. I mean, maybe maybe he does bring some sort of intangible to the team that, you know, Sam and even Baker didn't even have. So that's my thoughts, y'all. Keep pounding. And, uh, of course, witness the Walker wonder. Hey, shout out John Jenkins. I'm ha- hey, I'm happy that he's so happy. You know what I mean? Yeah, this yeah. man. Look, even when PJ Walker is not a part of the discussion, he's, he's always in, in the here. chat room. Witness the Walker wonder, baby. I love it, man. Shout out to John. Um, I, I don't know. PJ, dude, it even goes back to that Detroit Lions game that we pitched that shutout, which was very similar, you know? We didn't even let Detroit have a field goal. Tampa got one today, but it's like, dude, PJ in these weird moments just provides a spark that no one else does in three years. Not Teddy Bridgewater, not Baker Mayfield, not Sam Darnold has been able to provide as big a spark to the Carolina Panthers playing quarterback as PJ Walker. And that's like undeniable at this point. Callers. What, what, what did you guys think about this defense with Al Holcomb was P.J. Walker the start? We'd like to hear your thoughts. And I'll tell you, this P.J. Walker reminds me of, um, I'm going to say this name and not a single person, maybe one person in chat who's an old friend, but probably won't even know him, kid named Trevis Bailey uh, when I oh, grew yeah, up I with. Travis. You don't know Trevis. He went to high uh, school, middle school. Right, you had different right. to, uh, to say. <laughs> and I would say oh, this is, first of all, he's a nice, super nice dude. But uh, he was always a guy that was like, Never the best on the basketball court. Like, like he's never the tall. He wasn't the tallest. He was just athletic and always made your team better. I mean, obviously, I wasn't that dude. 
I was a guy like I was I was like um too short but like he PJ Walker's that type of player to me. It's like everybody likes him because he's never making your team worse. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like on the on the playground when you were a kid, like if you had PJ on your he was that little kid in soccer that was probably running around dominating and you're like, dude, this is like every time we add PJ to the equation, things get better. The numbers 252-228-5098. They don't get worse, and that's the truth in Carolina. Adding PJ didn't make us worse. That's the way to think about it. Let's go to the next call. Did Russell Wilson get hurt? His name felt today. like a, a very oh, balanced, right. balanced <laughs> win. Honestly, um, today they did the one thing I felt like they should have been doing while McCaffrey was here, and it sucks that it took McCaffrey leaving for them to decide to use running back by committee. Because when you take and you move the ball where you can't take, you can't just key in on them dumping it off to McCaffrey or, or, you know, you just know every, the ball is going through McCaffrey. It gives, it opens the field for you to be able to do so much other things where, you know, DJ was, you know, motioning back and forth across the formation and you got, you got four men breaking out big runs and then they taking after his big run, they put Chuba in right behind him. So you always got a fresh pair of legs. And this defense is just flying around. Today, i seen a version of football where it seems like the team is trying to rally together. And for me, that's good enough. Uh, I was at a point I stay in, I stay in Washington. I'm from the North Carolina area, from Lumberton, North Carolina. I was in the military, moved to uh, Washington, so I'm right, like 30, 45 minutes from Seattle. But I refused to go to a Seahawks game unless the Panthers was coming. So I bought tickets to go to the uh, tickets week 13 game here oh, here in Washington. And I was about ready to sell my tickets because I was like, I don't want to go see this team. But uh, I ain't even a lot. What I seen today just, I don't know, made me feel good. Made me feel like I, I'm definitely not selling my tickets. I'll be there. <laughs> but it just, it just felt like a good family brand of, of football. Mm-hmm. And then to watch how the guys are rallying together and the command that Steve Wilkes had. I wouldn't mind seeing Steve Wilkes as the head coach going, not just, 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 I would, I wouldn't mind a Steve Wilkes tenure to see how he could build through the command that he has in the locker room. Mm -hmm. That's all, man. You know, keep pounding. It was a good win. One week at a time. Let's go. Let me ask a, okay. Oh, I mean, yeah, so I was going to say this, Tony, you're saying that I'm crazy if we go into, uh, you know, if we go into next season with P.J. Walker and Matt Corral as the starter. But, okay, think about it here for a minute. Let's say 
Let's say we win this division. Let's say this is a 2014 year where everyone is just down. We already whooped up on Tampa Bay. We already whooped up on New Orleans. We haven't played Atlanta yet, but I, I'm not scared of those punks. Like, not at all. So if, if the Panthers win their division and P.J. Walker takes us into the playoffs, well, then you got the quarterback that got you there and a rookie quarterback. What else do you need to do? Like, how many teams even have three quarterbacks on the roster? Um, That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. I'm sorry. You cannot. Look, as I got a couple of this brings up a couple of questions for me. Um, but I'm not going to talk about this PJ Walker. If he makes the playoffs and go in and with him as the starter next year, you can, the, right. the, look, NFL seasons are too precious. They, they, you know what I'm saying? They like, look, it's like, there's not, there's not enough room for error and you can't go into next season with a legitimate plan of being a guy who we know is not capable of really being a long-term starter at, or not even a long-term, but a season long type starter. We know that's, we know enough about PJ for that. And then the unknown of Matt Corral, you can, it's too much, it's too much risk for one season for that to be the plan. I'm not saying that you can't, you have to give up on Matt Corral. That's not what I'm saying either, but you would have to make some sort of, there has to be some more safety net in there for that head coach. The other thing is this. Gardner Minshew? No, no. Well, no, because maybe because he started a full season. I would think you would need some sort of starting, a guy capable of starting. Like you would have to have like a Baker Mayfield, somebody like a vet. That's what I'm saying. You, right. you would have to have a vet in that situation. You can't legitimately. Walker, Walker is not a vet. If he takes us to the playoffs, that's no, a it's not. It's not enough. Did. No, no, sure no. It's about the playoffs and one playoff game. All not right. for us. But. All right, no, no, no. All right, look. So stop just trying to fight this on that point. It's just irresponsible, is what I'm saying, oh, and it's please. irresponsible to that coach. My next thing. How about this? Imagine if you did hire Steve Wilkes. And you did that to him. It didn't work, and you fired him afterwards. The lawsuit would just prove itself again. It would be like equipping Steve Wilkes for failure. My last is a real question because I don't PJ want comment back. Uh, stop, stop, Cody, stop. PJ stop. is the guy who gave the game ball to PJ Walker. Well, because he, but not, but not his guy, though. That's the dumbest. That's his guy. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I ever heard. He picked him up for Sam Darnold. No. Hey, hey, oh. tell me this. What is uh what does Steve Wilkes believe has uh, has occurred in his career? What's his lawsuit over? Rachel Not being adequately respected, probably and put due uh, to race. Uh, yeah. Due to race. Okay. Now let's let's talk about PJ Walker, how he has been obviously outside of last year or last week. He is an undefeated starting quarterback. And when was he ever given a shot outside of that? See, but but look, uh, no, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not saying I agree with the mindset because I think that we've seen plenty enough from PJ Walker to question his ability to play at a high level. But if you're Steve Wilkes and you look at that situation and you look at your own, it's hard not to draw parallels to your own circumstances. That's his guy, and, and I can get that. But here's the thing: is I believe Steve Wilkes is a good decision maker and a good good evaluator of talent. Okay, sure. 
There is absolutely no way you can look at P.J. Walker on his best highlights and the best things he's done if you have a top five pick and a chance to get one of these quarterbacks and say that he has more talent than them. Period. Hands down, there's no way you can say it. I don't care about pedigree. I don't care about the experience he has in the NFL. There's absolutely no way. So if he chooses, if he has that option, and he chooses not to go that route and ride with P.J., Corral's a different story, but just saying P.J., that's a bad judgment of evalu- or a sure. bad evaluation. It would be a misuse. You know? There's no way you could do this. That's Absolutely. what I'm trying to tell say to Cody is like it would be a, like an egregious <laughs> error. Even like I couldn't respect anybody who even advocated for that plan. Right. Okay. Right. It's you like might, it you would, have no choice. It would be no, 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 no. Sorry. Sorry. Here's Dang. the last question I got on the matter, and we're gonna go back to the calls. And maybe think about this one as we take the next call. Let's do that. Think on this question. Can you promote internally without a search committee and not violate the Rooney rule if Steve Wilkes is the coach? Wait, say that again. I don't know. So what what would what would happen is this is so think of like uh last year is um the Saints are they're moving on for their coach. They know who their guy is, or they they hire internally their defensive coordinator, but he's white, right? So we have a Rooney the Rooney rule in place that you have to interview yeah. and you have to have a minority candidate. That's a legitimate opportunity, yeah. and a lot of times people question if those are even really legitimate or if they are. Just token. In fact, you could look towards the Giants hiring Dayball and interviewing Flores after. And that's where a lot of this lawsuit comes from. So you can't just promote internally without having a search committee in the NFL. If your co- if your promotion is, but Wilkes is a minority, so can you just yeah. promote him and with and just say this is our guy and still be in the legal. I think you might even be able to meet that. It might be the only way. Yeah, I think you still meet that requirement. That would be we're, interesting. We're going to have to do Greg, I don't know how easy that is to search, but maybe we can look that up. I mean, Let's see what the Rooney – maybe somebody can pull up the Rooney rule. What mm-hmm. is the Rooney rule? What are the specifics of it? <laughs> but I work at a big institution, and it's by the state, and they have all these – like they have to have search committees even if they don't want to. Um I mean, you have to, I mean, it's like, it's like, you can't just hire, you can't just appoint people. Like you actually have to have, it's just the rules. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. So I wonder if you have to host interviews at all. Let's check the next call out and then we'll yeah. come back to this just so it doesn't overshadow uh, the caller's sentiments. Hey, C3, this is Daniel Castro. A.K.A. Flex King calling out of Greenville, North Carolina. Oh, man. Home of the Pirates. Dude, a flex. We live in the First same town. Is, uh, keep pounding. Great wins by the Panthers. I was uh, in a tournament during the game, so I haven't got a chance to fully watch it. But, uh, you know, Steve Wilkes is coming to town to really make a difference and uh, bring back the Carolina Panthers winning ways. He has done everything that you'd expect in a coach. Um, I think we're doing the right thing by allowing our team to win and to keep pushing the limits of what we know works. It takes a special coach to win in a small market, and they have to know the layout of the financial and economic gains that we have here in America and in Eastern North Carolina. 
I really want to say thank you guys for all the work you do. And we should probably look for a pretty long-term uh, success next year. I don't think this year we're going to live up to the hype. I think we can probably pull nine wins out, but, you know, you never know what can happen. Um, I really think that we're, we'll ride PJs for as long as we can to get some of those extra wins. But uh, all in all, we'll probably end up switching to Sam long-term to allow him to see what he can do behind a better offensive line. Um, kind of fun to you get to see the growth and progression of some of these players that we haven't had a chance to really see because they've been stifled behind a just a terrible, terrible mantra and ideal system that Matt Rule brought to uh, the Panthers, and I'm just glad to see him gone. One other thing is that DJ Moore and Sam Donald had the best connection of all our current uh, QBs on the roster. And the fact that we can run behind this line and it's getting better every week, man, that's that's the groundwork. Our defense is is where it's all at, you know, because we can't can't win the shootout games, but we can win a 24-point game, you know. So that's a recipe for success, controlling the clock and moving forward. I just want to thank you guys for the time again and uh, keep up the good work. That's right. Keep pounding. There's 10 more weeks in the season. There's 10 more games. I wonder what this Panthers team could do going forward. I tell you, if you play like this today, you're not going to be a top five pick because it's too complete of uh, not turning the ball over, running the ball. And, look, there's no way you're going to win like this. This was crazy. This game was over at, like, 330. We were playing a hurt team. Yeah. No, I mean, right. like the clock. Well, it's like in high. This is actually what they want every NFL game to be like this exact length right here. Yeah, get in and get it's out. Two and a half hours. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it was the almost halftime at two o'clock. Yeah. Like, I was like, what in the world? Like, if you show, I've, I've turned on the TV 10 minutes late and you would turn in the 10 minutes late, you missed the first quarter. Who's our next game? Atlanta. Atlanta. And don't we have a Thursday night? You oh. better get your rest. It's get not your this rest. Ready, it's not this Atlanta ready. game. It's, it's the next Atlanta game. Oh, it's it our is? Home. It's yeah. our oh, okay. home. Yeah, it's our okay. home. This one's at Atlanta. Oh, uh, I have those rules. Yeah, yeah. Let's, all right. So uh, we're going to be hiring a new head coach this next year. Steve Wilkes is, um, you know, he is interviewing for the job. David Tepper was asked if he's a legitimate candidate, and he didn't want to overcommit to saying, yes, he was. He wanted to really, you know, he's basically acknowledging he has a hard task. But he was. He also said that he would love to see Steve Wilkes show that he needs to be in a certain way. Mm-hmm. So the Carolina Panthers are going to have to hire a head coach. And the question is, how do you, what are the rules in the NFL uh, about promoting internally? Tell us about this Rooney rule. Well, so the Rooney rule is broken down into five parts, and actually the first part is all we need to read because it actually answers the question. And the first part reads, clubs must interview at least two diverse candidates from the career development adversary adversary panel list or a diverse candidate not currently employed by the club. So by reading that, I'm assuming that if Wilkes is on this panel list, you don't have to interview anybody else outside of it. However, if he is not on this panel list, 
and you interview Wilkes, you also have to interview another diverse candidate. Who makes this list? Can we, can you, I wonder if you could Google the list. It, uh, I don't know. That's a good idea. Um, interesting. Yeah. It sounds like, it, it sounds like they're still going to have to have like, uh, I would be guessing that they're going to have to field interviews. That's fine. Call D'Amico eh. Ryan's give him an interview. But if, if, uh, if Steve Wilkes does this and, and, and turns around this team, like, we were all staring down the barrel of a first-round pick. If he continues to put up these kinds of performances, dude, he has to be the, the number one uh, candidate for the I job. Yeah. I think Tepper should, if I was a Tepper right now with the way my public image was, right? you know, and trying to restore things, I would only interview minority candidates for this job. What if you did that? It's like it's like here. It's like Wilkes, Leftwich, Deuce Daly. No, it's not even discriminating. I'll just say this: is these are the only cans I'm interested in. Yep. Mm. Um. All right. Let's go to the next call. What's up, C three? Uh, this is Stove. Um, I just wanted to put a couple quick pointers out there for you guys. Um, when Steve Wilkes took over, um, I just wanted to see improvement. I, I I didn't care if they win or lose. I just wanted to see them improve. And I think we've seen that in the past couple of weeks. Guys, did you see the defense? They look great. I mean, they did a great job with disguising what they were doing. Um, we might be balling for the next, uh, for the next few weeks. So, uh, guys keep pounding and, uh, I'll talk to you later. Boy, one win will really change the ship. You wanted to say this mm-hmm. is uh, don't let one loss really ruin your whole outlook of the season. Well, one win right here will send us to the playoffs. We're over here. Cody's over here talking about starting PJ Walker next season. I mean, That's what giving, them a, yeah. giving them a, I, I want a legit competition between PJ oh and Matt. Gosh. Such a silly goose. Did is, you, that, is that a real legit competition, though, Cody? Like, if Matt Corral's as good as you say he is, is that a legit competition? No, I think Matt's going to win. I think so Matt not, can so, be so, the future. So you want Wilfs to be here so Matt gets the starting spot regardless. Down. Poor guy. Yeah. Poor Wilfs no, is going to no, get, no, 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 get screwed twice if Cody's the GM. No, Cody's going to come in here, give him me. Josh Rosen, going to give him Matt Corral, yeah, and then he's going to die. perfect for me because I get to pull for the Panthers going forward. Get some W's. PJ gets to prove himself. Steve Wilkes gets to prove himself. And if it takes us out of the top quarterback, you know, uh, consideration, then yeah, I believe in Matt Corral. And I think that puts him a little bit closer to being the legitimate starter for the Carolina Panthers. So, hey, man, I'm honest. I, I, I say what, how I'm feeling about it. I think that would be perfect, man. All right, next call. <laughs> Hey, super win today. I know some people may be a little smidgen upset because right now we don't qualify to get young or maybe maybe Stroud is going to be gone. But that's good because they suck anyhow. But Hayden Hooker is going to be there for us. And either way, the video where Tepper hands Steve Wilkes the ball, the game ball, We'll bring tears to you guys. Keep pounding! Hey, keep pounding. I loved it. No, I'm glad CK brought that to my attention. 
that was it. That was incredible, mm-hmm. man. That was awesome. Happy for all those dudes, man. They deserve it. Heck of a game going down in uh what is the name of the Arrowhead? 40, uh, oh, Candlestick? Yeah, is it but it's not Candlestick? Yeah. Um great game going down there. 28-23, San Francisco. Patrick Mahomes still reminding everybody that he is the, dude. the best. He's the dude. Uh let's go to the next call. We're getting towards the end here. Hello, what's good, C3? It's JD eight six four. Hey, I was just calling in um what y'all were saying about uh, Corral taking over next season. And I had the thought like the best case scenario would be that Wilkes and McAdoo and company are able to have success this season. Right? In that scenario, say the Panthers go eight nine and they decide to bring Wilkes back. The Wilkes decides to bring McAdoo back. We all know McAdoo was the one who was high on Corral. So you got the OC who is high on this QB. Now this QB has an opportunity in this system that he's been in for a year, and you can actually run it and, and see how Matt, uh, Matt would look. Like, again, like we saw today, McAdoo can't call a good game. So you, you pair McAdoo with his guy and Corral, and we all know the talent that Corral possesses. I, I, I personally am very excited. Like, I want to see Corral behind this offensive line. Like, the O-line is playing phenomenal. So then you put a QB behind them who can get the ball out. Like, his release is just ridiculous. You put them two things together, and you, you could have something special. So that's, that's just my opinion on it. Uh, appreciate you guys. Appreciate the show. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. J.D. knows why Big Jordan knows. Dude, I'm telling you, man, y'all, you're thinking too short term, man. Look at Matt Corral's film. Go watch what this man is capable of at his highest level, dude. I'm telling you. Sometimes you bet on talent long term. No, now, you the, can't do this. So you can't responsibly do this with a guy that's coming off a major end- injury. Give me a break. You can't. Uh, that's the thing. Is like you not a, you're acting like this is that he's an uh pristine talent coming in in this moment. No. You're putting an unknown commodity. Not only are you trying to bet on all of this stuff that you were kind of betting on this year, you didn't get the year of development. You didn't get the year of practice. You didn't get the year of any tape or any, any, you just got one year removed from football. One more farther year of him removed from playing football and a guy you already had concerns about with another injury. It would be irresponsible, and irresponsible is not even the right word. There's got to be a like a, a stronger version of the word irresponsible. It's like a not. It, it's like egregious. It's beyond oh, egregious. Something. Price, yes, you can't and, and, do again, that. But, you don't again, even know. Look, look again, but you don't even know. You have have you watched two games of Ole Miss football? With no, Matt I can Corral? tell you this is that you right, can't so bet on a guy that's coming man. off an injury like that. That's got so many unknowns. The injury alone, bro. Why couldn't he at least be a part of a competition for the starting job? Well, that's fine. But I would also draft that? another quarterback. Or That's why I said you have to get a vet. You can't just go in with PJ all and him. All we do is overdraft for vets that aren't worth it. That's all we do. Why do I want to do the same thing over and over? Crazy. To Tony's point right there about the injury, you just made the the argument a little while ago that Corral was a Heisman candidate or was like in the talks for Heisman before he got injured. Well, he got injured at the end of his uh, senior season, 
during the during the bowl game, right? Which is the very end of the senior season or the season he came out on the senior season. Yeah. Not. And then he yeah. gets injured immediately in the NFL. Like, how do we need another injury before we start to say he's injury prone? Like, I don't oh, know. Don't worry. That he can't. He won't concern. have that conversation. He likes him too much. Him and like is like shy Smith's buttery fingers. No, no that's, problem. That's why, no, I like that's his why physical wrong, ability. Sir, there, there is one legitimate criticism of Matt Corral, and it's what Greg just said. Right now, he he got hurt at the end of his college career, and he got hurt in one like one preseason game. So I can't tell you that guarantee. That's why I'm that saying you can't go into the season up. like that. Yeah. That's no, my no, whole no, point, no, Cody. You can like him. He can, he can be the great. But you can't say, oh, we're legitimately going to hope that P.J. Walker and Matt Corral will give us a season that's worth watching. It would be like this. It would be worse than this season. So what? You're going to get Joe Flacco? If malpractice, that's the word I'm looking for. Course, Mark Carson, that's it. Malpractice. It would be malpractice. Oh my God. You guys are. It would be. It would be. You're being so dramatic, dude. I just don't have enough from him yet to see if he's the guy. I get it, man. And by the way, like, and just so that way we're 100% clear, and I said this to CK earlier, if we're looking at one of the very top quarterbacks in the draft, it's a non-issue. They're going to draft a quarterback. I'm not denying that. What I am saying is that if the Panthers continue to win, pull themselves out of the quarterback conversation, and P.J. Walker starts to look good down the stretch, then, hey, I mean, what other free agent options out there are you going to bring in? And Maybe you can look that up, Greg. What free agent quarterbacks are going to be available Uh you know, next week. And by the way, God forbid you don't read Gardner Minshew's name on there. Because if it is, oh, Tony, that's his dude. That's going to be the guy that he Hey, wants. man, that would be a good wet, good mentor to Matt Corral. <laughs> would be right a good now, mentor. The list says... Oh, pull it up, Scotty. Man, it would be like... It's going to be like Josh Dobbs, Matt Lamar Jones. Jackson, Tom Brady, Orlando Brown Jr. Uh, Ro- Wait, these are just free agents. I'm sorry. I was, hold on, wait a second. Before it was just quarterbacks. Okay. Quarterback Sam Donald, Teddy Bridgewater, Mason Rudolph, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Garner Minshew, Case Keenum, Geno Smith, Tyler Hundley. Oh, they're going to go get Geno. Geno wouldn't be terrible for a young guy. Dude, Seattle's not, not letting Seattle's not not let Geno go. Geno's having an anomaly year. He's having a good know, year because crazy. he's with it, got a good it's coach. And he's, so until you know. y'all, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm advocating for malpractice, whatever, until y'all come up with a better plan with a better quarterback that gives us a better chance to win than P.J. Walker if he actually does finish out the stretch, the stretch better than we're thinking he was going to, then it's not outlandish to me. Panther but girl, see, 73 you, with the $5. All she says is amen to a win. Thank but you, do you, do you notice how you're caveating that with if he finishes out well? Like we're talking about right now. Like if he finishes out well in like nine, like seven or eight weeks, I, I then yeah, I'll definitely entertain. I'll definitely entertain this conversation. But as of right now, there's absolutely nothing. Oh, sure. He's at it like PJ. PJ could be the next Jake Delhomme. He could be the next Jake Delhomme. We might have him right here. Let's go to the next call. Hi, this is a Charlestonian holding down the fort in Memphis, Tennessee. Been a Panthers fan since the beginning, and I am absolutely shocked we won that game. Yeah. He pounded. He pounded. He pounded. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it was definitely a pleasant surprise. You got to be crazily shocked if you're the Bucks. Like, um, I don't know, man, what a tough loss that would be from the other perspective against a one in five team uh, in a moment where you're hoping that you can find, you know, you had a good, you know, a good opponent uh, to, to be beat up against and you got beat up. Wild it shows you this is this is one of the things I've been thinking about sometimes when we do these post game show in the past couple of weeks is uh, we always focus on our team so much, but you got to think too that there's another team on the other side of the football playing for a lot of different things and a lot of different reasons. So when you're the buck, if you're a Bucks fan, you're thinking about all your injuries, about how this game factors into your whole season, and you're just thinking about it from the inside. And then on the other side of the football is them. Steve Wilkes and the Carolina Panthers are trying to win some damn game. Oh, they're trying to win. They're trying to find a reason to go to work tomorrow. And sometimes we forget about that. I felt like that when I, we played the Giants. It was like, I was just thinking about like, oh, this is where we're at. This is how we match up. This is what we can do. And then you're like, this team right there is trying to make a season out of it. And they are. They beat Jacksonville. There was six and one. Mm-hmm. Kind of inflated six and one, but. Yeah. Hey, I mean, we caveat it. We caveat. We got some cool. Uh, look at this. This makes this warms my heart here. We got some super chats to hit up. Oh, Who yeah, we, we got do. here? Oh yeah, we do from JD. He says, "Yeah, did y'all see the locker room video of Wilkes getting the ball to Tepper? We absolutely <laughs> did, JD. Uh, rewind the stream a little bit, and maybe we'll play it again here in a minute if people. Yeah, really we'll play it again. It. We want to yeah. see it again. And yeah, we also yeah. got one from. There was another um, one too. Did I not get it? Panther Gal. Panther Gal, I believe. Yeah, gave damn right. Panther Gal 73. Amen to a win. Amen to Appreciate a win. Thank you, you for Panther the support, Gal. guys. You can support the show by just smashing the thumbs up button, be a part of the conversation, jumping in the chat. And remember, we're trying to, we've been growing at such a, a good rate. It's like I'm getting spoiled. And like, I get, like, I'm like, oh, we didn't get the, we had so much success last week. You want to duplicate that success. You want to keep growing. You want to build on the success. Just like today, we're celebrating this Panthers win. They want to build on that success. And you can do that by leaving comments, uh, seeing and finding us on social media, and just continuing the conversation. It really helps us grow and continue to build this community. Let's go to the next call. What's up, C3? Michael Davis here. I want to tell you what a great day to be a Panthers fan. At the game today, I noticed a couple of things. Our team took the field. I'm not saying our stadium was was packed up with Panthers fans, blue jerseys. I noticed that. There were plenty of Bucks fans there. But when our team took the field, something felt different. You could feel it in the air. They looked light. They looked like the pressure was off. And they were do, there to do one thing, and that was just to play football. Thank you. Mike Evans dropped that first uh, pass from Brady. I turned around to the Bucks fans behind me. And I said, that was y'all's one shot. You're not going to get another one. And I meant it because you could feel it. There was no pressure today. The team had fun. The defense looked great. Better than great. And keep in mind, we're really only playing with two-thirds of the defense we actually could be. I can't wait till next week. We're going to run through the south. I'm breaking out my 2014 calendar. And we're going back in time. Keep pounding. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. I love it. And by the way, I did notice that. I even said uh, we were all watching the game together, some of us, and I even said, man, there there seems to be a good crowd today. 
Like I expected it to be like that San Fran game where it was. Nah, no, nah, the Bucks don't travel, jerseys. dude. They don't got real like they don't got a fan base. Yeah, but I figured it might be Tom Brady's final season. Maybe it's gonna get a lot of people here. I don't know, man. I thought that it was a good crowd. Like I noticed it on TV because it was probably all. It's only the hardcore Panther fans that are still going. You know what I'm saying? It's like you finally you got rid of like people, the businesses. See, one of the things is that because Charlotte's like in the financial industry, they give away tickets like for companies all the time. Like every company in Charlotte owns PSLs and they just give them to their clients all the time. And that's also one of the reasons that they kind of you have that kind of uh, sanitary environment sometimes. Is like it's not just fans that are PSL owners, it's businesses that are PSL owners. And you're at the point of the season where they're so bad, people like the clients are like, nah, I'm good. So the people that are there are the ones that are just really there because they love the team through thick and thin, maybe. Um, and the Bucks don't travel well. Uh, their fans don't travel. It's a long trip, right, for fans from... Um, from Tampa to North to Charlotte. How about this is uh where's the game at? So the game's in Atlanta next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Atlanta fans travel pretty well to like to Charlotte. There'll it's always be a bunch drive. of it, you know, it's not, it's not. So um, I wonder, Ooh, I wonder what uh, the game will be like next week in <laughs> Atlanta. That'd be a cool game to go to actually. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Number. It'll be yeah. an interesting one with, uh, with this type of a game, with that momentum coming in and, and them having taken the loss that they did against the Bengals, that's a demoralizing loss. 35 to 17, and they just walked all over that Atlanta defense. How did Kansas City just go up so quick? It's 37 23. 45 yard touchdown Kansas to Juju Smith Schuster. Yeah, and, and there's uh, another one. Look. And Jimmy Garoppolo got, this. Uh, got a safety in the end zone. You think oh, CMC uh, wait, is that another going, one? Damn, I could have got a win. No, is that behind. the one you were talking? I'm behind. You probably need to get another stream or refresh it. Yeah, it's uh, 43-23 uh, right now. Nah, well, yeah, so I'm at 6.05 on 4th. I'm on Hulu. It says it's live, but, I mean, I'm behind, obviously. But, good God, they just put the whooping on San Francisco. You don't like to hear it. Mm. My homes. I tell My you homes what. And Andy t- Reid. I mean, Probably. I know that Christian has got to be happy because he's not the only playmaker on that team. But I tell you what, to go from one shellacking to another shellacking, it can't feel great. On a team that's way better. After I mean, after, better, but... after the team you left just beat and shellacked somebody else. I know. Like you like, left and the team you, you left le- won. The one win that they got, you weren't there for? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, uh, Kansas City is legit though Dude, Mahomes is insane you know he's, he's the great. only player ever Incredible. to average 300 yards a game ever in the NFL history to average over he's incredible yards dude yeah he is incredible he's just like uh he would be a bigger star if his voice wasn't sounding like Kermit the Frog <laughs> yeah like I mean he's not gonna get the commercials like as ma- as much he's just not uh but and his brother's weird he's awesome though and it's like it's just not fair. It's just not well, fair. The, the game looks so slow. The thing to with him. that forty-five yard touchdown is again, it was like it was a fifteen-yard pass to Juju Smith-Schuster, and he did yeah. all the work. Yeah, but he saw him. I mean, it's wide open too. 
Sure. Andy Reid is the is the genius. Yeah, and that's the thing is I I give all the credit to Andy Reid. I I don't give much credit to I'll give some credit to Patrick Mahomes. Don't get me wrong, but I think if he was if he was to go to a really shitty situation, I think Patrick Mahomes looks a lot less like Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. right now. Interesting. Um. I know he's got commercials, ICP. Mahomes already got commercials, but they're not, um, like, they don't crush. No. He's not the most. All right, so, like, fine. Do you think he's you think he's charismatic? I'm saying this, is that if he was even more charismatic, he would be the biggest star in the world, right? I mean, like, if you think about this, he's had more success than anybody. Yeah. Man, like, as what I'm trying to say is that, like, the Kermit the Frog voice is ho- the only thing that holds him back. Only thing. And his brother. His crazy-ass wife, maybe. Nothing holds him back. Okay. All right. All right. He's the man. My bad. Even bad his, take, then. Bad take. Kermit voice is a part of him, man. Okay. Okay. Bad People take. Say, I man. sound like a muppet. I don't give a shit. I'll I'm not. What, don't. What I don't have a problem with his voice. What I'm saying really? is this is like what it's like. This it's the most beautiful. It's like finding the most the smallest imperfection with the most beautiful woman. Like that's the only thing. It's like oh, she got long toes. Like that's the only thing you can find on her. Like I'm just saying this is the dude is. Right when you start to forget that he's the best in the league and you start to say it's Josh Allen, he reminds you. Mm-hmm. He's the best right now. He's better than Josh Allen. What? Mm. That's, that, that's a Patrick good Patrick Mahomes. Who do you that's think we've been talking argument. about? I disagree um, with that. I would take Josh Allen over Patrick. I would too. Okay. All I right. think they're both very good at, at what they do. Let's put it that way. I yeah, don't I, 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 I think really make a determination of who's. Yeah, who's how about that? The, other. the two yeah. best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think if you reverse both of their roles, they both have the exact same success. Are you trying to tell way. me that Josh Allen's voice doesn't go into your ra- rationale? Some. I don't think no. I can remember what Josh Allen sounds like. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. Guys, it's so literal. All right. Um, look. The only thing I really want to talk about still, and I feel like you got everybody's ready to go. I'm not ready to go. I want to just stay here till like 10 o'clock and enjoy this moment. Let's do it. Um, You've got until Hulk 9. Up. Then I've got a House of the Dragon. Yeah, finale. House of the Dragon finale tonight. It's a big deal. That takes precedence. So. I'll do a backflip. <laughs> so Number 9 episode game. was not what it was supposed to be. It's pretty good. Do you don't think every episode to decide like to do this like the worst show ever made? So I don't want to hear it. Hey, read the book, Tony. It will open up the show for you. I'm telling you. I've read the right now. I'm telling you, it makes the show the so much better. Game of Thrones. The no, this is not written. Read, like read, read the uh, Fire and Blood book. I'm telling you, it'll open up the show for you tremendously. Greg is loving it, man. I'm loving oh, it. I yes. couldn't be happier. <laughs> well, well I'll, I'll read that if you read Lord of the Rings. Okay. I'll just have to wait till my next credit with all. Yeah, fine. I'll get it. I'll I have get no problem. I, I never love, had I a problem. By the way, Tony, I never had a problem with Tolkien. Ever. Like, Tolkien's, dude, he's like one of the, he is the forefather of modern day fantasy. George says that. But, you know. Um, The only thing I really wanted to talk about was Al Holcomb in this defense. Mm-hmm. Do it. We. Well, first, one of the things that was going on in the background was the control that Phil Snow or the influence that Phil Snow had in the building. Um, you know, there have been reports uh, per source that he was the real mastermind of a lot of the decisions being made. 
And uh, really, the kind of crutch that Matt Rule built his uh, fraudulent, per- his fraudulent, uh, I guess whatever his like look upon. He's the puppet master in the background. But this defense has played played well last week in some ways, and today they held Tom Brady without a touchdown. Only fourth time you said in his career. He's like yeah. something like that. So he's, this doesn't happen very often. Um, the defense played well without some of their stars, and I just wonder um, what that what that says about Al Holcomb as a coordinator, and really what it said about Phil Snow and his role in the NFL. So that's just something that was on my mind. Yo, Tan, I'm about it, about it, dog. What's up? Hey, uh, no, look, we have reported earlier. And everybody that wanted to make fun of our sources, our sources were legit. There was a rift, and it was Matt Rule and Phil Snow on one side, and it was Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb on the other. And we saw what faction between these warring factions reigned supreme. And by the way, I mean, I think everything that happened with our coaching staff is better for the future of our team. I think we're going to continue to run a very tough defense, more NFL defensive schemes. I'm hoping now that we're going to continue to see the younger players. I will continue to scream at the top of my lungs for Brandon Smith, who needs to be out there on the field. And, you know, man, like uh, Steve Wilkes and Al Holcomb, they are 100% capable of giving us the results that we want. (laughs) is whether or not we're going to continue to believe in them after this season. Mm-hmm. Too much football left to play, man. Yeah. Still a lot. Yep. Um, for sure. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo sacked again, fumble, lost to the Kansas City Chiefs mm-hmm. at the 50-yard line. Mm-hmm. Uh, four minutes left to go in the game. Oh, this game is over. And that's why oh, they uh, that's why they traded for Trey Lance, man. They traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. Nah, that's not Jimmy Garoppolo's fault, dude. That, I mean, like, if he would have seen no, that, he just stripped the ball. Like, I mean, he would, no. That's he what he, he's not. He's not blaming Jimmy Garoppolo for the sack. He's saying that they drafted Trey Lance so that he can escape that type of pressure. Right, one hundred. Kind of, he just couldn't see it. I don't yeah, know. I'll say that guy. I think they actually are the slated to make the Super Bowl this year. Until Who, this. the 49ers? thought they no. were. No, not they're about to get nasty. I, and I they did, might I actually, their offense might get nasty. It's just like they ran into a tough team today. Not a They're good matchup for exploiting CMC right Jimmy, away. Jimmy G has not been good. Like, I know we had the experience with them ourselves, but I know they, have he not, sucks. they haven't been good. They wouldn't be like, better this year, though, with Trey Lance. Maybe next year or the year after, but this year sure. Trey Lance won't going to come. Like, is, if anything, well, he came Jimmy in and he G, was sucking as it is. Yeah. What makes you think next year he'd come in and be good then? Because like, he's going to like get experience and get better. But you know what I'm saying? Last year, didn't he? No, he didn't, barely played last yeah, year. Barely right, played. that's what I my point. He sat and he played a little bit, and he got a whole year to sit a little bit. And yeah, play, but I mean, you got to have a whole year as a star. I feel like you got to get Patrick I mean, Mahomes, didn't he? I, came I in like and sat one year. Trey Lance, to be honest with you, Trey Lance. No, I'm saying this is I just don't think he would give them a better chance this year. I think Jimmy G is the whole point is that he's going to get you. It's about this year, and it's not about the future. Trey Lance is about the future, not about this year. I think Jimmy G is taking a step back. Like when you see what he how he looked, they didn't even let him practice. Look at look what happened last week against Atlanta. 
but he's never been some world beater. Right. He's That's not a the world point. Beater. He's a he good is, quarterback. He is a sure. limited. He's a good quarterback, but he's very limited in the amount of things that he can do. Now, Trey Lance is very raw and does not have a lot of playing time, but he does have a lot more physical gifts and arm talent and all those things. So, Trey know. Lance is a one and four start next season away from being a bust. Yeah, but uh, I I'm mean, so, so he's a so one and four star next season. So there's a lot of other quarterbacks. Again, oh, I know. it, it, it I comes know. with reps, and may, whether he gets them or not, who knows? But. So well, if, he, if he fails, if he fails, if he comes out as a bust, it is a cautionary tale to people who think that you should go after people with high upside. Because guess who else had a high upside? Mitch Trubisky. Guess who has a high upside? Trey Lance. Um, they weren't coming in here as as ready NFL players, right? They were coming in here as projects. Uh, I'm tired of fucking projects. <laughs> like that's yeah. my thought. Yeah. I mean, that's something to be said. I don't know. I mean, there's so much unknown. I think too, we just become prisoners prisoners of the moment so much. We look. You could even say that we're being like that today. A one win, and all of a sudden, Cody's like, "Let's roll with PJ Walker and Matt Corral and Steve Wilkes and see let's how we're gonna." Show you this lawsuit's fake. Let them right? keep I mean, proving it. Um, the other is this is like uh, the most recent being Josh Allen being that guy. They actually had two of those guys, Carson Wentz and him, were both that small school. Didn't see enough of them. Big high upside hell. guys, more mobile than you expect. Yeah, and so that just kind of like tells you like, oh, wow, that could happen. And you start to think that happens more often than it does or more frequently than it does. I want to, um, I want to, I want to adjust because there's a, you know, I want to, I want to adjust something uh, here. It says Cam had high upside. I never said Cam didn't have high upside. I'm not saying I don't want to draft people who have a high ceiling. i just don't want to draft people who have a high ceiling that are currently at the floor. Yeah. Right? Unknown or, commodities. Every right. Cam, Cam also Newton. won a national championship, won a Heisman, won at every had single won, level and was... Won, one of the most tr- like incredible college, college careers season. Yeah. you could ever ask for. Like this is a completely different argument, right? You, right. He's at- a premier talent already. Sure. Not uh, like a guy that you think you found a polished diamond in the rough, or maybe you found a diamond in the rough that you can polish. It's not like a Josh Allen. It's not wearing the same. Cam Newton had been the best ever since he walked onto the football field as a five-year-old. He's the premier. He's the top, top, top. Exactly. He's a five star of five stars. If they had a six star, they'd give it to Cam. Yeah. You know, is that he was, if anything, it was just the kind of debate at that point. The only unknown, and, and Cam arguably is the reason that it no longer is um, as big of a deal, is that you're just like, hey, can, is being a pure, being a not a pure pocket passer a detriment in this league? And it's not. So you just go this is like he's the one that broke that. The only criticism with Cam was is that he was too diverse in his abilities. Mm-hmm. And you just want some guy that's going to sit there in the pocket. It's like he even broke that narrative. Right. Um, well, it, it's the the with the having a true pocket quarterback is not a necessity in the NFL, but if you're not going to have a true pocket quarterback, you can't go with a classic scheme for it. You have to have you have to set up your team around that. Players like uh, Jackson and and I'll even say Kyler Murray are successful because of the way the team's set up around them. We continually tried to set up Cam Newton with a pocket passer team, 
but never gave him that ability. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we never gave Cam Newton a chance. Like, if we'd have built the team around Cam Newton for his yeah. best abilities, he would have been amazing. I mean, he was amazing, but he'd been even more amazing. We never did that, though. We tried to get him to conform to a different style of play than and, that was best for him. Well, And, like, also, imagine if we had given him a legitimate number one wide receiver. Like, to say that, uh, man, he just didn't need it, so it was best not to have it. No, like, imagine if this dude did have a Stephon Diggs. If Cam was in his prime and he had a prime DJ Moore. You know what I'm saying? Like that, we might be talking about this thing very, very differently. Dang, uh, to they took Garoppolo player. out. Yeah, Garoppolo yeah. and Mahomes were now. both out. Purdy. Man, they just gave it's over. They gave up. I guess Chris McCaffrey impossible. didn't look bad, but I again, I, I what think what was his final stat line? Seven for like or nine for like thirty-seven, and um, yeah, and like catches. one for thirteen or something like that. But who's at the top of that division? I feel like that division is also still wide open. Uh, um, I think the Rams. City. Yeah. No, you're talking about the, uh, the yeah the, the NFC, NFC, West. NFC West. Yeah. NFC. Uh, I think the Rams yeah. are. I think the Rams. I think it's probably them and oh, Seattle. No. Seattle. Yeah. Seattle. Yeah, we're tied. I believe. Yeah, three yeah. and three apiece. All right. Um, we got two last. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless you guys got anything else, I think we're just kind of like wrapping the show up. We've done some calls. We didn't. I think this has just been more of a celebratory game rather than an X and O look at right. things that happened. We didn't even yeah. mention Tommy Trimble hardly at all. Um, this was just actually, I think, a relief post game show than it was yeah. actually the um, stripping down each uh, component of the game. The callers were celebrating. We were celebrating. It's nice to not just be uh, miserable in the mm-hmm. moment, but to live in the moment. Cody Lashney's even ready to dang make the playoffs this year, start PJ Walker, let Matt Corral come in and be the next Patrick Mahomes next year and elevate Steve Wilkes to head coach. Just like that. One win will do that for you guys. <laughs> we want you to be part of the show. The numbers two five two 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 eight fifteen ninety eight will be here on Tuesday night. We'll play your calls in the um that you leave on the hotline we're on the voicemail. We'll play those on Tuesday night. Uh, we got some fun stuff coming up this week. Um, also, the Madden simulation proved true. So go yep. and be sure to check out that on Saturday nights, the Friday free for all. Uh, Wednesday, I think we're gonna we got a beat check going with Josh Klein from the Roaring Riot, so we can ask about those that draft pick report and how that could possibly be. We want you guys to let us know what you want to talk about on Tuesday night by. Jumping on Twitter, uh, leaving us uh, comments wherever you're at. We got Discord going, all those things. Uh, the final thing to do is the uh, let's do the tale of shame first. Then let's do that. Tale of shame is the the wet towel that we give to uh, the, the player that we want to call out, uh, the player that we think made uh, the mistakes, uh, whatever. It's just it's kind of like our post-game ice up in a way. And the towel of shame, I'm taking the mic first, goes to Shitty Shy Smith. Mm. Shitty Shy Smith gets the towel of shame because first Cody, bam, was ready to put this dude in Canton just a month ago. Put this guy in Canton, shitting all over Bob Boy, Tamir Bird. Well, guess what? 
Chirp, chirp, Demir Bird flew by and dropped shit all over Shitty Shy Smith and his ridiculous decisions on, in in the punt game, the return game. Um, this is actually more the tale of shame goes to Cody, I would say, for overhyping Shy Smith like crazy, dude, and not giving baby Demir Bird the respect he deserves. Tale of shame. Shitty Shy, Cody Lashney. That's all right. Shy's going to have his, his his redemption arc. Just give it some time, okay? <laughs> That's all it needs. But uh, my title of shame goes to uh, um, uh, Fat Mule. I mean, uh, Rat Mule. I mean, no, I mean... Uh, uh, fraud, fraud Mule. Matt Drool? Matt Fool? Dude, whatever. Matt, I can't be right. bothered. Matt not uh, cool? He's a fool, yeah. and don't and I know it. it. I mean, look, um, seeing the talent that we've had on this team underachieve and then how well these guys came out and played today, to me, is the ultimate indictment on Matt Rule and how he was never good at his job. He was always a snake oil salesman, and he was always leading us down the wrong path. Who knows how many winning seasons we potentially could have had if we had better management and a better head coach, that wasn't Matt Rule. Um, so to, I hope to never say your name ever again to uh, Fat Fool. I saw or Tyler Shane. There you go. <laughs> yeah. That too. Who's next? I'll go. Um, yeah, I, my Tyler Shane is going to go to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, they, uh, <laughs> no, that sounds weird. It's not a part of this game. But yeah, they it's open. They gave us four picks for Christian McCaffrey to go to their team, and he had a, played a pretty heavy role in their in their game today. And they lost unbelievably bad, and they gave up four draft picks for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's he's a he's a valuable player, and a lot of people were upset about him not getting to one us not getting to one. But to the 49ers, I have to say, after this first week of of our success and their their failure. Ice up, son. Or uh, Talashane. Okay, mine will... I'll go kind of in Cody's light. I'll go with Phil Snow. Um, for the same same reasons, um, this defense looked like it was playing alive today. It looked like there was there was a winning culture in the, in this locker room. Um, things seem to have been changed, and I'm glad he's gone. So to Phil Snow, I'll throw the Talashane for what you've done, uh, holding back players, you know, in this defense, or, or at least putting them in the wrong positions. And if we can do one from another team. I gotta go with Tom Brady. Oh, I was just gonna say the same thing. Tom Thank Brady, you for dude. saying you could, that. You could Thank be you chilling at that. home in your mansion oh, on a yacht good. right now with Giselle instead. Skinny ass Giselle. This. Instead, you're She's doing too. this. So to you, man, you need to hang it up, brother. I'm sorry. You're my fantasy quarterback this year, but not this week. I am dropping. I know. Uh, I had. Um, I started him on my fantasy team. Yeah. I thought, man. But uh, guess what? Uh, shout out to Tom Brady for covering on I uh, on Prize Picks. I hit. Yes, he got um, for me too. I won the first first. Time. I will just say this real quick is about my prize picks is I got the um my my easy one I got, which was the free space because they gave the free square on uh Tuesday with Steph Curry and I went Tom Brady because I wanted just an easy win. Um right now the uh so Flex Friday, guys, and this is we are not even getting paid right now to do this read. We just like prize I like prize picks. Yeah. On Fridays they send an email every now and then 
for I think and this week sometimes there's different rules for it this week between three and six if you put in a five picker instead of getting 10 times your money you got 15 times your money and that's on the flex that's not on the power play Ooh. right so um five picks I put ten dollars in would have paid out 150 I put three on baseball and I don't watch baseball a lot I got two out of three on the baseball ones I missed the I had uh more than one and a half hits in the first inning between the two. But here, right now, if Najee, Nick Chubb, got 91 yards more than uh, I got two of my, I'm three out of four right now with a fifth to go tomorrow night. Najee Harris, if he gets 13 carries tomorrow, I turn my 10 into 20 with almost a shot of getting that 10 to 150 on the flex Friday pick boy. And Cody Lashney may have actually won one. Did you win one Cody? Greg did. Oh yeah. I've won. I, I won on my, uh, no, I didn't win on my ticket. No. Or whatever. You still I didn't win. Do that. Oh. Pit Aaron Rodgers. Oh, on Friday show. Yeah. I was up I, there. I, I, made, I just remember I that DJ one. I, I won I, my first one today. They send you this. Congratulations picture whenever you win your first one so i saved it as a screenshot i might make it the background for my phone there you so, go <laughs> yeah i won one today. Uh, I, I love this is when greg when we first got sponsored by prize picks and we told greg about it he went and put money up there used our code which was cool so he's supporting mm-hmm. our show internally and the next day he's like this prize pick shit is awesome he was sending this <laughs> message he's like oh i think i go and then now we're what two months a month and a half later he's like i just I won my first won one, one. Yep. oh trust me i know look i do way better at bet- i don't know why i cover way more football than i do basketball but i do way better at betting on basketball than i do football uh, uh daily fantasy know. sports uh with prize picks c3 is the promo code get you 100 deposit uh player of the game now Oh, I forgot. I was gonna say we were just tiling them up. The, uh, we, the, the, the dab the, on them. The, we go. Our our player of the game is called the dab on them pick. It's our homage to Cam Newton, our favorite quarterback, uh, and a guy that is the total trendsetter of the world. Is no matter what is this. You might not like Cam, but he knew how to start a conversation. It's like a Don, like Donald Trump does the same crap, but like, dude, he made the dab an, a worldwide phenomenon beyond just an Atlanta thing. The dab on him is Cam may popularize that. I've, I've I fully believe that he put that into pop culture. Oh no doubt, and that's what we're gonna do right now. We're gonna dab on. I just like doing it, man. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. And that and that. Dab on them folks. They might see them. Tell me what to do. Dab on the phone. Believable. The Seattle Seahawks are up 37 to 16 against the Chargers. And my stream is behind y'all's. They might even be up more because they are knocking on the doorstep, I think. No, they're on defense. Okay. The Chargers are knocking on the doorstep. 37-16 crush. Um, boy, that's gotta be the Chargers. Maybe oh he just threw a pick. Justin Herbert just threw a pick in the end zone. Wow. Um is there a bigger who's the biggest disappointment in the NFL? There's only one other team other than the Chargers right now, I think. They've fallen from a the lot Bucks. of grace to say that. Oh yeah, the, the Bucks. Bucks well then I yeah. make it two teams. The Packers. Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Three teams. Hey, we're going through a <laughs> I was gonna say Denver. 
Yeah, we're we're going through a regime change right now in the NFL. Like the days of like, you know, there, there was a time where it was it was Manning, Brady, uh, right, Rogers, and uh, and uh, who's the fourth guy? Breeze. Those yeah. four guys were the were the creme de la creme, the top. We are coming on the tail end of that. Oh yeah, now we're in the Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, yeah. Joe Burrow era. Yeah. And just Brady, Brady and Rogers' nah, time is over. Not yet. Not at this point. He's got to win some before I'm starting to believe in him just yet. Sure. I, um, I can understand that. Um, we could say Jalen Hurts' era right now. That's what I say. All right. Um, dab on him picks. Um, mine goes to Frankie Louvu. Mm. Uh Frankie Louvu makes the just makes plays, bro. He just makes plays. I feel He's just involved. He's always in the frame. He's always in the frame. Whether he's in the play or he's not making the play, he's in the picture. He's never missing an action. Frankie Louvu, you get my dab on him pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Brian Burns. I've uh, I've kind of I've somewhat shitted on him a little bit this year, and not really because I don't don't want to shit on him, but I've always said he's the king of close, and he is really really stepping his game up the last few games. I've noticed him big time, and uh, he had a big game today, Brian Burns. You're muted, Cody. Cool, cool. Uh, I wasn't even talking yet. But, oh, okay. uh, no, I, uh, my pick for dab on them is none other than PJ the Walker Wonder, baby. Witness hey, the man. Walker Wonder. He's he, he still got big things to do left for the Carolina Panthers, man. And, um, yeah, look, right now I'm feeling good about what we can do. I like his aggressiveness. I like his arm. Steve Wilkes agreed with me and gave him the game ball. Dude, PJ the Walker wonder. He, he's doing big time things, man. So shout out, PJ. Uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to PJ. All those are great. And I, I, I want to I wanna say that there's so many players I think that could be on this list. Tommy Trimble, DJ Moore, uh, Derek Brown, as a few people have said. Um, Xavier Woods, even though he dropped that interception there at the end. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot of people to, to be able to put on this, on this list, but I've got to agree with David Tepper here, the way that these boys fought back, the way that they had energy and the way that clearly in the locker room, these guys are fighting for Steve Wilkes. When, when, when Matt rule got the game ball after the saints game, it didn't feel the same way that it feels when Steve Wilkes got that game ball. And I would like to echo that sentiment and give the dab on them to Steve Wilkes. Perfect. Uh, honorable mentions, Deontay Foreman, Bradley mm-hmm. Bozeman. Um, DJ Moore. Yeah, we, we had a great game all around. DJ today. Moore. Yeah. Tommy Trimble, bro. A lot of players played great today. On, on National Tight End Day, wasn't it? Wasn't it tight End Day? Yeah, 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 it yeah. is. And, dude, how could you not feel good for DJ, man? Like, he has been the most underserviced player on our team this year. And, dude, we know what he's capable of. And for him to have a game like this today, to show the awareness to get both of his feet down in bounds, like, this dude's big time, man. To not yell at his wide receiver coach for not getting the ball. Yeah, not pouting, crying, (laughs) throwing a temper tantrum. Yeah, P.J. Walker in the Madden sim doesn't know how to run. Like, he'll scramble, but he just jogs. So, in Madden, P.J. Walker is now P.J. Walking. And... um, (laughs) And uh, and so, uh, you know, we saw him actually not even scramble in this game. That's how clean he was all day. So it's almost even worth it to say that offensive line deserves uh, a dab on him pick because they have been way better 
like I, I I don't know, man. It's it feels good to have an offensive line, and it just hurts that we didn't have a great start to this season because that we felt like that was our missing piece. But uh, Steve Wilkes, I think uh, for me, just epitomizes what uh, what we wanted from a, a head coach as far as keep pounding and 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 knowing the history of this team and 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 getting getting these guys to fight all the way to the end it was a fucking incredible incredible day mm-hmm. all right good day awesome. good day for the c3 panthers podcast good day for the carolina panther fans out there almost a great uh day for me in all things the ecu won prize picks are hitting um panthers are hitting and in my fantasy football league that's like the the one for the radio station am i like it's the keeper league it's a tough league 12 team keeper league. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you always got to hit a home run with a back end pick uh, to set up the future. I did this with Alvin Kamara, drafted him in the 13th round one year, kept him for five years, got me a championship four, five, four or five years later. I may have hit my guy with this Kenneth Walker, the third Seattle running back today, 23 rushes, 168 yards, and two touchdowns. Seattle smoked. The Chargers, dude, and that's the type of guy, man. It's gonna be like a sixth or seventh round pick keeper, man. That maybe mm-hmm. will be a first rounder next year in value, uh, just like Cody believes Matt Corral will be for the Carolina Panthers. Guys, um, I'm sad. To, I'm I'm sad. That feels like the show ended too quickly for me. But hey, uh, the fans got stuff to do. They had a good time. It was nice. Uh, it's nice to not be crying the whole time. On Tuesday night, we'll be back talking about the ramifications of this win, what we can turn this into, how do we parlay it into momentum going forward against the Atlanta Falcons. Are we in the division race? Technically, we are. And a win next week could make us the damn leader of the division. Ended Tom Brady's career today um, in so many ways, but we did not end the career of the C3 Panthers podcast. We'll be back here Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Boy, we take this mess serious. Cody Lashney, thanks for joining me. Hey, man, absolutely. You know, there's no weather. Uh, there's no way I'd rather be after a Panther football game than sitting here hanging with my boys. Uh, you can find all my written work on drafttech.com where I write first-round picks for the Carolina Panthers. Um, this Friday, this is your opportunity to be a part of the C3 Panther podcast. Every Friday at 7 p.m., we do the Friday free-for-all where you can come in just like we're doing now and give your honest take and assessment on the Carolina Panthers where your voice can be heard. And uh, peep us this Tuesday at 9 p.m. for our flagship C3 Panthers podcast. Tony Dunn, I'm feeling good. CK, how can they get after you? Uh, you can get me at uh, Code Dizzle Allen on most social media platforms, but mainly here on C3 uh, and uh, we'll be here, as he mentioned, every Tuesday night, uh, Friday nights. But uh, I also do the Madden simulation every Saturday evening at 930. Last night, they called the Panthers winning this. And uh, and that is with no adjustments. We're not like mainly Madden has told us that we lose uh, in these games. And today uh, or last night, they chose the Panthers to win this game in that simulation, surprisingly. And it came to fruition not something any of us would have thought. So come join us next Saturday at 9.30 p.m. as we uh, we do the Atlanta Falcons Madden simulation and see what they think about that game. Yeah, weirdly prophetic, huh, CK? 
weirdly the, the fact that it, 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 it predicts us when we lose, and it's painful, but then it predicts us to get the W. Hey, look, if y'all want to start making like bets, planned. if y'all want to start making bets, y'all better tune into the damn Madden sim. We're, we're, we're showing y'all the future over here. Yeah, 100%. Greg, Bat Daddy, Stat Daddy, my fellow lover of the A Song of Ice and Fire universe. Yes. Dude, I'm so happy that you're into it. We have a great finale tonight. Tell them where they can find you, man, and uh, where I can sometimes be found talking houses. Yeah, man, you can check me out on uh, the GCS podcast at Geeks Chasing Squirrels Across the Multiverse. Check it on YouTube. Um, we go live every Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I am the Bat Daddy 52. We're going to be talking about the House of the Dragon finale. I just posted the uh, short for the Black Adam review. So if you've seen Black Adam, it's full spoiler. So watch the movie before you check it out. But uh, And we're talking about all kinds of crazy stuff. Black Adam and or uh, House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, you know, The Boys, arcane everything that comes out is fun to watch we're talking about so uh, come check us out all right well let's get out of here guys c3 panther nation until next time you already know what we do keep pound Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.